taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo. Hello, hello, hello. What up? Sunday. Yeah. Football Sunday. Yeah, that was week the, uh, 11. Uh-huh. I feel good. I got some good sleep last night. Do you feel good? Yeah. All right, because your teams, uh, I'm sure they don't feel good. We're, we're still in, a, in, in wild card contention. Maybe. We'll see. L- luckily, yeah. I don't have to deal with that until 8 p.m. tonight. Um, <laughs> I will say, as much as I love football Sunday, right, mm-hmm. not having a one o'clock game, it's kind of, you know, it, it really it relieves a bit of stress. Right. Because like when you wake up, right, let's say you wake up at 9 a.m. on a Sunday, you've got four hours before you're either going to have a great day or a very bad day. Right. Yeah. Having a late game, late afternoon game. So I got some time. I can enjoy my Sunday a little bit. That's very true. And no, but no, but then anxiety usually kicks in, though, that uh, you're like, fuck. All right. We got all these games going on. I'm laughing at this team. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought they were going to lose to that team. (laughs) That quarterback had an upset. Yeah. And then you start thinking as that as that late hour starts creeping towards you, like, oh, oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) All that shit I was talking earlier. (laughs) But you don't you're not actually in the thick of it. So you, you a little bit of stress relief. So Ugh, I'm yeah, my, my heart rate right now is, is low. I'm yeah. just relaxed. I'm going to get some good sleep last night. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, Apple TV official Disney plus. Did you, did you, did you get Apple TV? Yeah, dude. Um, we have to talk about the morning show. It's good. Holy shit. Oh man. Dog. This show is addicting. Ooh. So I've seen all five episodes, right? Um, okay. I think it was like, what was it? Like Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I, I normally go down, you know, shut it down around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. Um, I watched three episodes of the morning show back to back, stayed up till fucking 12 o'clock. Mm. And I get up at 5.30 in the morning, right? <laughs> Seems like you hate yourself. So huh? I stayed up till 12 watching the show because it was yeah. so good. And then on the train ride into work um, the next morning, I watched half of another episode because it was like, the show is that good. Yeah. Um, I typically, and we didn't even have this on the card, but we'll talk about it on another show. Uh, again, yeah. you have to watch it. I typically hate Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. and I don't really care for, um, uh, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. But they deliver. Really? In this sh- I mean, Jennifer Aniston has my full respect now. <laughs> I'll never say another bad thing about this woman. Okay, nor, so, nor, so nor you, Reese Witherspoon. You're okay with just Meg Ryan movies in the theaters? Sure. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, she uh, delivers in this show. And it's good. Yeah. They, they tackle a lot of like issues yeah. without without it being like too... Beating you over the head with it. Yeah, too, too glaringly obvious. They do it in a very um, realistic, charming, human, entertaining way. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check this out. Uh, so literally, uh, before you you came through uh, the Hearth Studios, shout out Hearth Studios. Yes, yes. Uh, live from Baltimore, Maryland. Live and direct to your face. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it exactly like that. No, but, I got to uh, keep that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I literally signed up for Disney Plus <laughs> like an hour before you came Where? came through. So uh, I'm gonna give you my uh, yeah my access you're too code. slow on the draw. I, yeah. Yeah, I sensed a little hesitation. You're like nah, in case they come after me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give it to you. That's Shut down my account. I, I figured I'd come over here today and we we do it. Yeah. Um, Did you get the Hulu it, and um and the ESPN no, no, Plus? No, uh, I signed up for the free trial and I'm probably gonna cancel it probably within the next. What is, how, is it like seven days? 
It's a seven day free seven trial. Day thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they make sure they get all your information first, though. They're like, yeah. hey, we're going to bill you for at least one we'll, of these yeah. <laughs> Give us your three credit cards, just, just in case well, one of them declines. You know, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I try not to give my credit card out anymore online. I usually do like PayPal. Yeah. And that way I can like, I can stop There's that second yeah. medium of, the of layer. security. Exactly. Yeah. So if they fuck around and like, no, we're just going to keep billing you. I'm like, all right, PayPal, you know what to do. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so yeah. So I, I signed up for that. Uh, I think I, I might sign up for Disney plus or, uh, Apple TV plus. Um, hopefully they'll have another, you know, free trial thing. Do you, you have it for free. That's why you, you, you watch Apple it. TV. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. have uh free for a year since I got yeah. an iPhone. So I, but that's, is it only when you get an iPhone? Cause uh, so I, so I just got this computer not too long ago and uh, I just updated it to the latest fucking operating system. That shit ain't free. They're going to be like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> full price. <laughs> Wait, did you get it from Charge the Apple store? Um, what do you mean? The Apple TV plus? Yeah. No, this uh monitor here. Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. Oh, they probably like, yep, you should have, you bought it Tuesday. <laughs> gotcha, nigga. You, sh- you should have came Wednesday. I don't know what to tell you. $69.99, nigga. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we got a fucking great show for you uh, coming up. Uh, a lot of great content, and we definitely will be talking about this whole uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. Uh, what's going on with that? Uh, we'll, we'll definitely, and like I said, I, I just signed up for Apple TV, or not Apple TV Plus, uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. So we most definitely. We'll be getting into you, uh, the Mandalorian, talking all things, everything Mandalorian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the fucking Vape Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, Old Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, um, this motherfucking Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film-related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Hot Studios, Baltimore City. Fuck's up. Yo, uh, it's it was a slow week for entertainment news. Right? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there were there's not too many. Uh, there's not too much drums. I need the drums in my life. It was a big week for animated films, though. You right? think? Well, I mean, we've got Sonic, Scooby Doo. Okay, yeah, yeah, SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, you know, it's because Squidward we're year end. Stuff. Year end. It's the year end is is usually the time to do that because it's fucking holiday season. The kids are going crazy. You know, uh, it's, the, it's the time to put out any animated shit you got yeah. in the pipeline. Put it out. Put now. it on for the kids. Yeah. You'll get an hour of them shutting the fuck up. <laughs> um, I, a lot of parents are happy Disney Plus dropped because they're like, yeah. oh, thank God. Because mm. Netflix is getting kind of stale on kids content. Uh, right? Are they? They just signed a deal. Well, Netflix had to sign that deal. And we'll get into this yeah, a little bit we'll, later. We'll, talk, we'll chop it up um, about that. But yeah, good time of the year for parents. They're just like, you know, uh, Snow White. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of nowhere. Snow White. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Here you go. go. Go watch it in your room. Kid tries to like leave. Don't come like- out of your room. <laughs> Don't worry about the noises coming from your mother and I's room. Stay in there. <laughs> Nobody's being hurt. I promise. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> uh all right uh before we get to uh to sidetrack taylor let's just jump into uh what the fuck we've got coming out uh in theaters um so the first thing i did want to talk about uh was uh this uh film 21 bridges uh that's uh that's coming out this coming friday uh you're you're coming out this friday yeah this is friday this looks good 
Yeah. Um, so this is a film starring uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he plays essentially a no nonsense uh, police officer who's hunting down these. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I hate the way that you you just shitted on his <laughs> career. <laughs> Did I? No nonsense huh. police officer. Okay. Well, let, let you me... know how hard he worked to become <laughs> the role. department's first black yeah. detective. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if any of that's yeah, true. No, probably not. Not at all. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, after uncovering a massive conspiracy and embattled uh, NYPD detective joins a citywide manhunt for two young uh, cop killers. As the night unfolds, he soon becomes unsure of uh, who to pursue and who's in pursuit of him. When the search intensifies, author- authorities decide to take extreme measures by closing all ma- uh, all of Manhattan's 21 bridges to prevent the suspects from escaping. This is directed uh, by Brian Kirk. Uh, and, uh, like I said, uh, stars, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Taylor, uh, Kitsch. Is it, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Taylor Kitsch? Kitsch? <laughs> that, that's, that's actually his last name. That sound effect. <laughs> Something. Uh, 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 J.K. Simmons and, uh, Stephen James and Stephen James, if everybody remembers from, um, the, um, uh, oh, what's the film? Um. Come on, you remember. Steven James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the uh we watched a movie. Uh fuck, what's it called? Um If Bill Street Could Talk. You know yeah. what? I, I still have yet to see that. Damn it. I'm not gonna I, I, and I think this is like the second time that I've mentioned it. And uh yeah, you don't you still haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Dropping the ball. Yeah. Uh so what do you uh what do you what do you what are you anticipating with this uh twenty one bridges? I mean, this looks good. I, I've seen the trailer many times. I like the storyline, right? It, mm-hmm. it seems to me like, uh, I mean, there've been a hundred of these movies, right? You know, a bank robbery goes wrong. Someone kills a cop or the son of a cop, the daughter of a cop or whatever. Yeah. Um, this one seems a bit different in terms of like, uh, there's going to be a twist somewhere where it's like, you know, this is some type of setup. This is some type of conspiracy. This is, it's not as, uh, black and white as it would seem on the surface and that's mm. what i read and i mean it's you know, chadwick boseman is in it i think he's been on a great streak um it's directed by uh, or executive produced by the russo brothers uh yes ex- uh produced by the Ru- produced by the yeah. russo brothers um the same brothers who uh, have done you know Endgame and infinity yep. war right so mm. you know I think I think we can have high expectations for this film, and I think it's going to deliver on it based off of you know who's a part of this project. Yeah, um, I'm I'm clearly a, you know, and even just from the description of the film, it seems like it's going to be one of those things of oh, this is a good cop chasing the the bad guys, and then the bad guys don't seem so bad anymore, and it's somebody, maybe the cops or somebody who's like dirty or something like that, and uh, it, it seems pretty transparent on its surface. I'm hoping that there's some other crazy twist to it that that we just don't see coming. If not, okay, fair enough. It's just yeah, another. I think there standard. is that twist. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm hoping for. Yeah, it. no, you'll you'll be thoroughly disappointed. I I, I promise you that. Um, all right, let's let's move on here. Um, let's talk about uh, another highly anticipated um, film coming out. Uh, the sequel to uh, what was it? 2013s uh, or t- yeah, it was 2013, right? Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Frozen two coming out, uh, and. Uh, Princess Anna and Elsa. Yeah. Back yeah. at it. I don't know what any of that means, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so you have Elsa, the Snow Queen, and her sister, Anna. Anna? Anna. Anna. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're in fucking Game of Thrones or some shit. Anna. 
I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Did you uh, I, I say like, that? I have a whole thing about why I came up with that joke, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you the uh, boring details Please. of why. Please. <laughs> Where... Oh, that, that's from Angel. That's why I remember that. He was he he because whenever he would have like this Irish accent, he always go Anna, Anna. Like that's I never how he saw pronounced Angel. the name. Okay, you know I well, wasn't with that Buffy shit. You, you're the Buffy fan. Why weren't you? Why weren't you into Buffy? I don't know. That was when I thought vampires mm. were stupid. But that was like before vampires turned into the whole Twilight. What thing. was I watching? What 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 else was out during that time? It was Buffy. It's like er, literally very early, like ninety, late nineties, early two thousands is what that what that was. Oh yeah, I was in the streets. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy talking about he's in the streets playing you know, what? Streets playing with me. Your, okay, you know? uh, playing with your Legos. Is that what you were doing in the streets in the uh, late nineties? I actually never 90s. played with Legos. Oh, man. that explains so much yeah. of who you turned out to be. Dark childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So we have uh, Elsa, the Snow Queen, and her sister Anna uh, embark on. On uh, an adventure far away from the kingdom of Arendelle. Arendelle. Okay. Uh, they join forces, uh, or they join. They're joined by friends, Kristoff, uh, Olaf, and Sven. Uh, and this is, uh, of course, uh, directed by Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck, uh, and again stars uh, a, a lot of uh, actresses. And actors uh, that we we all know uh, dearly, such as like Kristen Bell, um, Rachel Evan Wood, or yeah, that's her name, right? Rachel Evan Wood. Let's go with it. Sure. Uh, Josh Gad, uh, and then other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one gives a fuck who uh, the, these people really are. Uh, yeah, just, just fucking, just show me the movie. I don't care who yeah. it is. <laughs> Frozen, the first fuck movie the was um, just a fucking massive success. It Still really was. Is. Yeah. Um, what, what is it really about the movie? Is it just like a really good movie? Is it like funny? Like what? Like, I, I don't understand what the it uh, is. The like it generally is like a good movie like you know it has all the highs and the lows of like a real movie right where there's like real drama there's real emotion there's great music um uh, i think good design like visually it's it's a very good looking film even even as an adult you can watch this movie and you're still like as um engaged as like the, you know the children are so you can imagine a child's experience watching this they're probably like holy shit yeah fuck it what's uh, going on let it, ice go. Princess. Yeah. let it go let it go <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i'm definitely gonna take my daughter to see this movie for sure yeah uh yeah i don't know why i simply can't get into like kids movies i, I think i've just never been into them dude yeah. like literally uh, even as a kid like i just never was wait till into you have them. a kid then you're gonna be like yo can't wait till that drops. <laughs> Drop it now. Yeah. When, when, you, when you have a kid, it changes for sure. You're going to be like, you're, you're going to know all the characters from all the movies and all the shows. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, moving on here. Uh, we have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, which, of course, uh, just to give you the uh, quick uh, synopsis here. Um, uh, a journalist, uh, a journalist, uh, life is enriched by friendship when he takes on an assignment profiling Fred Rogers, uh, based on a real life friendship between journalist, Tom, uh, Junod, Junod, uh, and television star, uh, Fred Rogers. Uh, this is directed by Marielle Heller and of course is starring, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Chris Cooper, um, and then other people who I don't actually know. Um, Susan Watson. Or Kalichi watching, I don't know. Um, 
So, so yeah, just, uh, I guess the story of uh, Mr. Rogers. Like, Looking forward to it. I wonder if there's like more to this, mm. right? As far as what, like if he turned out to be some like type of like, now, now granted, I don't think that the me too movement comes to Mr. Rogers. Is that I, what you're I don't thinking? think that's what's going to happen here. I think <laughs> what we're going to learn about a lot of like the corporate uh, mm. television side of, yeah. side of it that went on, like maybe sure. people trying to like, you know, tear him down or expose him in some way or like there, there's got to be more to this movie than just, the story of Mr. Rogers, right? Why? Why does there have to be more? I don't know. It just seems like there's like, <laughs> do you want there to be more? Do you want to know yeah, the dirty so, shit so that's maybe going that's on with Mr. Maybe, Rogers? And not dirty shit, but like more to how could this, you know, this seemingly perfect individual, right? Mm -hmm. Was he truly that person? Is there, mm -hmm. you know, something off screen that we didn't know about him or the people around him or the show? Um, and again, it doesn't have to be bad, but yeah. there's got to be something beneath the surface. And that's what I think this film is going to is going to show. But so far, the previews have been great at painting a picture of like, here are our expectations. You know, we all think Mr. Rogers is up here, mm -hmm. but I think the film is going to show us a little bit more, yeah. whether it's bad or good. I don't know. But I have a friend who um, she asked me to see this film with her and I'm going to go see it. Okay. Yeah, because I think I, uh, she, I, I think she's paying for paying I, for it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, just tell me what time I'll be at the theater. <laughs> yeah, so it's on you. I'll yeah. be there. It's at least a movie that if somebody's saying, "Hey, let's go see this for free," uh, I'll, I'll pay for your ticket. Uh, you be like, "Sure, yeah, sure I'm there. Yeah, so let's go. Yeah, good night. Uh, can we get some popcorn too? No, <laughs> no, maybe not. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not hungry anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. Let's talk about yeah the last movie I wanted to to talk about here, uh, which is uh, this movie called uh, Dark Waters, uh, starring uh a one mark ruffalo uh as well as anne hathaway as well as uh william or uh i think his name's jackson william maybe or harper i don't know anyways uh but uh, uh this film is a uh, it's about a tenacious uh attorney uh who uncovers a dark secret that connects a growing number of unexplained deaths to one of the world's largest corporations while trying to expose the truth he soon finds himself uh risking his future his family and his own life this is a film is directed by todd haynes uh and um and like i said uh it, it stars uh mark ruffalo and hathaway and william harper and Tim Robbins as well. Um, yeah. And I know we did a review of this trailer um, a, a little while back and uh, yeah, it looked good. It looked good. Yeah, uh, no, this movie looks great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, to give just like a little more flavor to the, uh, to the, the, the waters uh, this talks about uh, the lawyer who sort of went up against uh, uh, the company DuPont mm -hmm. um, and sort of that, that whole sort of back and forth between, uh, between uh, I believe his name is um, what's the gentleman's name. Uh, his name is damn. I can't find his name. Damn, I thought you had this teed up. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, but now, for whatever reason, my eyes are deceiving me. Oh, uh, Robert Billot is uh, this gentleman's name. So he was the... Uh, he was the lawyer who... Who was working I think for he the company. For um, yeah. And he was, you know, he turned whistleblower. He kind of blew the whistle against his company as exactly. he found out um, some really uh, dark things that were going on with this company, knowingly contaminating the waters um, in this small town that were... Uh, 
causing a lot of like deaths, right? Um, yeah. And I think deaths of like children in this town is, is a big part of why he decided to blow the whistle. Uh, so then you just have this uh, whistleblower going up against this major corporation, right? A lot of times these deals get bought in court or they just get tied up in litigation and never really sees the light of day. Yeah. But this is one of the more well-known ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie looks good. Mark Ruffalo, phenomenal actor. Anne Hathaway, really good actress, even though I don't like her. Um, <laughs> really good story here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very akin to like Spotlight or um, The Big Short, those type of uh, sort of uh, movies that sort of explain, you know, a pretty critical piece of, uh, of our more current history, actually. Um, anyways, <clears throat> moving on to uh, films uh, and shows that are coming out on our streaming platforms, which I was realizing, dude, we have to uh, we might have to update this with, uh, you know, Apple TV Plus and then Disney Plus. But that's a lot of shit to keep track of, dude. It is a lot. God. Yeah. I mean, let's just drop HBO now because <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Uh, no, come on. Uh, Who wants to care about fucking uh, HBO? Come on, HBO, come on, come on, come on. what's the thing that they're doing? HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that the newer one? Uh, yeah. I don't even know. I don't think it's, it definitely hasn't dropped yet. It hasn't dropped yet? Yeah. Uh, let's let's drop HBO now until it <laughs> drops. Uh, because you got to have Apple TV Plus on here. Got to have Disney Plus. Um. Uh, Amazon Prime. I mean, <laughs> ooh, no, they do some. They fuck. do some good stuff. You know what they do? They they do show the. Uh, so if you don't have, uh, uh, you know, basic TV or cable or anything like that, you can still watch uh, Thursday night football games on Amazon Prime. Yeah, or it's you can just watch it on Reddit. <laughs> Shh, come on <laughs> they're listening <laughs> uh yeah you definitely could do that uh which is exactly what watch I said. all the games on reddit watch red zone on reddit <laughs> yeah uh all right let's jump into it here uh on hbo we've got uh ernie and joe uh crisis cops um this is uh, uh look like just like a little like series or something like that uh about these two, I think they're police officers who uh, they work in the like the mental health division of the, their police department, um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it looked somewhat interesting, but uh, but I would imagine there are scores of people who yeah, it looks like it's on HBO it. now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you yeah. didn't even see it. You're like, yeah, yeah. Like it's on HBO. You, you should say some of these shows and let me guess which. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, service is going to be on. Let's play a game here. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, let's play streaming uh, roulette. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it would be roulette, but no, nah, let's go with good. it. Yeah, streaming roulette. roulette. All right, yeah. there we go. New segment on here on the Fade Podcast. Look how we come up with shit. All right, on the fly. I Fuck, know, right? we're creative. All right, Costume Quest Christmas Special. That is on Amazon. Prime. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. <laughs> I fucking know it. That sounded, it just sounded like it was on privacy. Netflix ain't picking that up. <laughs> oh, no, come on. They definitely would. They, they've got fucking a costume quest Christmas special for the, for the big win. They're not going for that shit. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Dragon Prince season three. Netflix. <sighs> Motherfucker. Are you, do you, is there a fucking mirror for, for my screen here? <laughs> Cheating. Um, all right. Let's do. Uh, Holly Hobby season uh, two. Holly Hobby, give me a synopsis. What is this one about? I don't fucking know, dude. You got me. It's like got, uh, yeah, no, Holly Hobby. No, I think it's a it's a kid show. Um, it's basically about this uh, this girl who she uh, she's like a singer songwriter. It's kind of like you sound like yeah, is this on Hannah Hulu? Montana. Uh, fuck, God damn it! 
you're fucking unusually good at this. It didn't sound quite good enough to be on Netflix. What do you but mean it doesn't it's, sound it's, good it's a enough to be on show. Netflix? So I eliminated HBO Now. For the most part, I eliminated Amazon Prime. It was either going to be Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, and you just took a shot yeah. in the dark. Okay. All right. Uh, let me throw a little curveball at you. Uh, okay. The Accident. Complete mm. season one. The Accident. Complete season one. Amazon Prime. No. Mm. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the rest of them are going to be Netflix, so there's just no point in continuing this game. <laughs> um, okay. We have The Crown season three. Um uh, we have uh, Liza un- uh, Unveiled, who I believe it's Liza Schlesinger. I believe her name. She's a stand-up comedian. Um, I've seen a few of her specials. I'm not going to lie. They all kind of seem the same. I don't there's, even know d- there's, yeah, You know who's got enough. a Netflix special? Uh, uh, Arsenio Hall. Just Does dropped really? his Netflix special. Yep. Um, How was that? The, the trailer looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched it yet. I, I plan on watching it, but... Um, I never really... I never really cared for Arsenio Hall. To, to be honest, if I'm being I don't know enough truthful. about his comedy to judge his. Did, did you used to watch up? the uh, his his late night? Um, to be honest, no. Yeah, uh, that's that's young. where I know the. I remember the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah, I, 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 I remember the show too. Yeah, but I never. I can't say that I honestly watched it. I was maybe like seven years old. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, and me. then from, uh, of course, uh, coming to America. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny in coming to America. But again, that's not enough for me to like judge his stand up. Yeah. From this trailer, it looks pretty funny. Okay. Um, there's also, who is the guy from uh, from the show with Larry David? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. His like uh, agent or his manager. He just dropped a Netflix stand up special as well. His agent or his manager? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I made it to like season four or five of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I, I kind of watched it in passing. I didn't really, I was n- never really too focused on it. So I say all that to say, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. Okay. Yeah. Plays yeah. Uh, Jeff Green on Curb Your Enthusiasm, who's like Larry David's manager, uh, business manager, and friend. Um, he just dropped a Netflix stand up special as well. Mm. This shit looks very funny. Does it? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I thought he was just an actor. I didn't know he was a comedian or stand-up comedian, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I see this and I'm like, what? He's got a stand-up special on Netflix? And I watched the trailer and this shit was funny as hell, right? Mm. Um, this is what I love about Netflix and you know their focus on good comedy, right? Because that's where Netflix kind of started. It, mm. it was supposed to be a, a place for um, both like documentaries and mm-hmm. comedy right as yeah. well as like movie content which evolved into original content so and licensed content so on and so on mm-hmm. but netflix will bring bring comedy specials to you um of comedians who like you don't either you don't expect mm-hmm. um you don't you're not familiar with but who have like a great uh you know sense of comedy mm-hmm. uh and, you know it's a place where you can find the legends as well dave Chappelle, you've got uh, Eddie Murphy coming to do it, do a stand-up special. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, right? Yeah. The, the range of comedy that Netflix offers is well, massive. And, and here's why when everybody says, oh, Netflix is, you know, is on its way out because of Disney Plus, the, the problem with that becomes Disney Plus, great, right? It's got all the, the old hits, right? But the problem is, is... Uh, the only the old shit can only take you so far. There's only yeah. so many fucking times you can watch 
fucking Star Wars or whatever the fuck it is, right? Before you're just like, all right, I'm going to need some new content. Side note, I I watched the entire uh, Winter Soldier (laughs) <laughs> serious uh friday night yeah yeah like uh, not the, uh, no no the uh just the, the movie, movie right yeah, yeah. watch this shit again no i mean like uh shit was great oh i don't know what the fuck i was talking about serious but, no, uh, but, but to your point like you can only watch the like the classic shit but so many times right yeah before you're just like i need some new shit now they do have new shit coming clearly right like yeah. they have wandavision and you know they've got a lot of they've uh, got the, uh, the falcon and the winter soldier exactly. a lot of more they've got like 12 out. new movies and shows coming sure uh but the problem is is that uh so Netflix has carved out a specific niche in terms of, okay, they have comedy locked down. Like they've got these standups locked down. Everybody goes to Netflix for these standups, um, these international series, right? Yeah. Um, they, so much we're going to talk. I'm going to list off eight of them here that I have no idea what the fuck they are, but somebody's watching them somewhere in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, they've also got like documentaries and like short docu-series locked down. Like, yeah. Um, high quality, like historical and investigative then, And then they have like new shit like, uh, like explained or not, and that's, I guess not news so much as like, just like, I don't know. Yeah. What's that show yeah. with like Anash or, uh, or uh, you're, you're talking about Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj. Uh, yes. The Patriot Act. Yeah. Patriot Act. Like, yeah, yeah. like a series like those where it's, it's not necessarily like live. Uh, yeah, that's a different, television. that's a different lane than like, oh, like the, net, the like you're not going to get Marvel right now. Shit. You're not going to get that on Disney plus. You're not no, going to get And I don't think TV. you're going to, I don't yeah. think that's really their game. You know, obviously they, they then can then transfer to like, maybe you'd have to go to ESPN or you'd have to go to some, you know, series on Hulu, but it's not, you wouldn't necessarily look to Disney plus specifically for that, but Netflix does have that, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah, they definitely have a lane that I don't think Netflix is uh, in fear of. You know that lane being compromised. No, they're definitely they're definitely in fear. I just don't think that they're in trouble like everybody else is. Like, oh my see, god, the sky's falling. In fear is not like the word I would use. I would say um, they you literally are literally just use that word. No, and I said they're not. No, I said they're not in fear. You said they are in fear. No, I, I'm sorry. I, yeah. yeah, I did not so, mean that. that yeah. Well, I don't think Netflix is like really afraid of anything, right? I think Netflix understands that competition. Oh, I did say that. You're right. Yeah. I did say that, yeah. I think Netflix true. understands that competition is very real and there's always going to be competition. And for a long time, they were like the only one. And mm-hmm. then they had to compete with Hulu. And it's like, okay, sure. And they got to compete with um, Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime. It's like, okay, sure. Now, Apple TV and Disney Plus are like formidable opponents, right? So it's yeah. like, okay, we gotta, we got, we gotta make some moves now. But we're we're not worried about going anywhere. We have very particular lane. We have an audience that we continually deliver like great content to. Yeah, we just have to stay fresh. Yeah, and and we'll get into some of the things that Netflix is doing. Yeah, uh, it's like when the Hound, uh, when he fought, uh, what's her name? Um, Brienne, Brienne Tarth, right? Brienne, we thought yeah, Brienne thought, thought he was dead. He's fine. Yeah, he's okay. He's walking around. Yeah, he's he cool. Took, took a little <laughs> shot. He'll, he'll get it back. I mean, he uh, might that, he might have got stabbed a couple times, but uh, but he was back on his feet. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's that's where Netflix is right now. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's run through the rest of these shows uh, and then move on with our day. Uh, no, I tiempo para la ver. Genza? Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, tempo <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, we have uh, uh, Bikram Yogi Guru Predator, which actually kind of looked a little interesting. It was about the 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 founder, or maybe not founder, but uh, the the person who popularized uh, hot yoga. Um, it's about sort of his rise and fall. 
I don't know what he did, but they made it sound scandalous. Fuck. Did the Me Too movement get him too? It would appear. Because the original Me Too perpetrator. You've got to be a dirtbag if you created hot yoga. Like. Yeah, you, you can't be because mm-hmm. you literally just uh, created it so people can take their clothes off. Yeah. Like, that's literally the only purpose what of What if hot. I turned up the temperature in here? Would she take that top off and sweat through that sports bra? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Let's do it. Uh, crank that up. Crank that up. Put, set it to 100. Let's get some steam in this motherfucker. Downward dog, ladies. Downward dog. <laughs> that dirt bag. Scumbag. I want to watch this. <laughs> what is this on? Is this on Netflix? <laughs> Add it to my, uh, to, to my two watch list. Oh, my God. All right. So we have uh, uh, Lorena Ladi uh, Piaz. Legiras, Legegros. Fuck you, dude. You gotta learn yeah, four languages. I, I really do. I, I sincerely do. No, you're you're a thousand percent right about that. Uh, the night before Christmas, uh, Netflix film. Uh, we have Mortal, which is, I believe, a show on Netflix. Uh, it has something to do with voodoo or something like that. I don't know. Didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, you have Dino Girl, Guaco, uh, Netflix family, uh, of course. Uh, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. Yo, Dolly Parton's still pretty popular with like everybody. It's really weird. She is. She's definitely uh, one of the beloved talents in music in general. And I mean, she's done so many interesting things outside of music too. So she has this book program. Mm. I don't know if many people know this. Where um, you can sign up. It's free. You can sign up, um, and then you know, like I think every month, a new book will be sh- uh, children's books will be like sent to you huh. for free for life. Like, there's no charge or fee for it. What? Um, weird. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, huh? She does a lot Go of Dolly. things, and I, I think like I think she's one of the people like Mister Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. Who's managed to have a career that you know she kind of she's avoided scandal throughout her career. She's this seemingly like very kind, very loving person, despite her like massive tits. Um, <laughs> Why is it despite? Because naturally, if you have big boobs, then so, so, you're automatically going to be involved in scandals. Well, no. Like, so here's the thing, right? Like, you know, woman gets uh, breast implants, right? Mm-hmm. She's immediately becomes like over-sexualized, right? Okay, that's true. Um, like, true. you know, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, who else has got big fake tits? Uh, I'm trying to throw some white women in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm scrambling. I'm thinking. I don't know. But like it it becomes very like over-sexualized, right? Sure. And I think Dolly 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 Parton's are like 36 double Ds. Like there's no mistake about like those aren't real. But for whatever reason, that's not like the the number one thing you think about when you think about Dolly Parton. You know, that's actually funny. That's actually really true. Yeah. Like you, you don't like she has them and you're just like, yeah, yeah, but that's Dolly though. Yeah, we're not really looking at Dolly. I guess right. maybe it's because it's she's had them for forty years, right? <laughs> that's they're, true. They're yeah, antiques. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, let's fucking move on. I feel very uncomfortable. We, talking we about spent this. a minute talking about Dolly Parton's tits, but uh, yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, I don't know. I wonder what this documentary is about. Am I going to watch it? Oh, it, it's basically about her explaining. Uh, what uh like the meanings behind behind some of her like you know more popular songs yeah she's got so a she fucking catalog she bro. does you know like 40 years worth of yeah. uh of music uh all right we have the uh, the dragon prince season three which i think i already mentioned before <laughs> uh we have high seas season two uh mon Freire, uh which i believe is a french film uh nailed it holiday season two uh which i believe is like a it's like a cooking show uh but it's like one of those like 
you know, Christmas bake offs or some yeah. shit like that. So yeah. I, as much as I love a good cooking show, whether it's like chopped or iron chef or I, um, I, I hate the holiday ones, dude. I the, yeah, fuck the holiday ones. Yeah, yeah they're terrible. Just cooking shows in general. Like there are 105 cooking shows on Netflix <laughs> from like different countries, right? Yeah. And it's hard to like keep track of what's going on or yeah. who's like, I don't my, know if I've seen this series before. I don't know if I hadn't seen it. It's, yeah. It's, my mom loves this, uh, the, like the bake off where they, like, yeah, it's bakers. like the British. Yeah. The British ones. Yeah. 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 Um, it's hard to, for me to watch these shows and not to think about like the amount of food that's wasted in the production of these shows. Come on. You don't think about that? No. It, it, the amount of food that they've got, you know, that they are going through, it pales in comparison to every day, the fucking corner bakery, just throwing the shit away. Yeah, sure. They but like, again, it, it's just hard to ignore seeing more waste, right? Like these shows, like they're cooking for television purposes, right? Sure. So I can imagine the waste is more than a, a normal person would waste because it's all for um, theatrics, right? The kitchens need to look full. Um, there need to be a lot of ingredients and they're, they're cooking like, oh, bake 30 brownies in 45 minutes using this <laughs> one key ingredient. You have to, you have to use pomegranates. And it's like, well, pomegranate brownies? How am I going to do this? I've never done this before. Yeah, it sound Luckily, my grandmother bad. had a special pomegranate brownie recipe, yeah. right? And then they bake 50 brownies and then the judge <laughs> takes a bite of one and is like, it's very good, this brownie. <laughs> the texture is spot on. Is it it's, it's crispy at the top, but is you know, moist in the middle. French or Spanish? I, I can't tell. Australian. Australian. Yeah. It's like it wasn't the, even remotely close like to Australian accent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like the judge will take one small bite and he's like, very good. You'll, you move on to the next round. And then, and then they just throw away the other 49 brownies. <laughs> it's hard for me to ignore How do you know that. They throw them around. Or I throw them around, throw them away. So, for example, who's that? Um, who's that mean motherfucker? The, the, the uh, Gordon Gordon Ramsay, right? Sure. Uh, his life is cooking and eating, right? He has to try and eat and taste everything, but he's still in really good shape. There's no way, uh, Gordon <laughs> yeah, Ramsay. He, he's not eating it, but I'm sure they. He's not eating the whole thing. No, but I'm sure they're giving it to the the staff. I'm sure they're. You know, what I mean, like I'm sure it's not. You all think he food. lets his staff taste this great food that was made for him? No. Yeah. I, Fuck no. He's like you, motherfucker. Don't don't. No one touches the brownies <laughs> okay. but me. Right. And then he just throws them away. He's not sharing. Uh, all right. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, and then on top of that, like. One fun fact is like, I think it's like 40% of food in America is wasted, mm-hmm. right? Either because people in their households waste food, rest the restaurant industry known to waste a lot of food. Yeah. Um, uh, have you ever been to, I forget where I was the other day. I think I was at Panera Bread, right? And I mm-hmm. was getting lunch and this woman's order came out wrong. She was like, oh no, I asked for um, no pickles on my sandwich right mm-hmm. so the person behind the counter just took the whole sandwich and threw it in the trash oh, and then they made her another one and I, yeah. I was just like holy fuck like yeah if you guys haven't made my sandwich yet just give me that I'll, one. I'll take that one <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just don't fucking throw it in the trash yeah. and like that happens every day yeah no uh, uh it's one of the uh luxuries of living in a first world country you yeah. just I love uh, top you show. have uh an excess of uh of abundance it's fucking horrible. Anyway. I don't even know what that means, excess of abundance. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> you, sound have cool, more, you have more of more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what that means. Basically. All right. We have a narco, uh, narco world. Um, 
dope stories uh nobody's looking another, another series uh singapore social another uh netflix series uh and then singapore rounding out social that sounds good sounds yeah it's basically fun. just like they're, apparently like this is this app or something like that uh for singaporeans i'm guessing that's we'll go with the it, word yeah. for it um uh you know dating and i guess this show sort of dives into that i think i don't know singapore is a very interesting country is it very interesting yeah it was, it, okay. was, it used to be like one of the most corrupt countries in the world like political corruption mm -hmm. and then like the government just had a huge crackdown where they're like yeah we're gonna put an end to all of this shit yeah now it's one of the like the most um it's like we're now one of the cleanest most advanced countries in the world and yeah. like the people are doing uh the economy's not just stable but yeah it's one of the strongest economies in the country and mm. it's very clean like the country literally just did like a 180 in, yeah. like, in a span of like 10 years yeah now they're just throwing food away left and right yeah <laughs> now, now they're doing what all well-developed countries are doing it's just waste just throw it all away excessive uh, uh would you say extra uh, abundance. abundance of excess abundance <laughs> or of excess, excess of bus i don't know <laughs> all right and then rounding it out you have trolls uh the beat goes on season eight all right and um, beat goes some throwback picks uh that i've got uh coming out on hbo you have us uh coming out uh, this week on hbo jordan peele's us us yes uh you have book smart coming out on uh, hulu which still gotta see that great movie so you, you have a chance to watch it on hulu yeah excuse me yeah because you, you have the bundle right for with uh, disney plus um i think <laughs> no see i the disney plus got you the bundle with um hulu and ESPN Plus, that's the twelve ninety nine one. I think uh, I just got like the, 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 the entry level one yeah, where yeah. I got Nat Geo, Pixar. Um, but I'll find a way to watch it for free. <laughs> Fucking book. I'm, I'm book smart. Yeah, Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And then we have End of Watch coming out on Netflix. End of uh, Watch. That was with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena, right? Exactly. Yep. Dope movie. Man. Great movie. Fantastic. Underrated movie. Um, no, I think it's, it's properly rated. I think it's... Uh, uh, as far as like cop dramas, I don't think it's necessarily talked about too much. But as far as just like being a, a great fucking movie, I think people do give it. It's it's very just not place. enough people. I want to hear more people talk okay. about how good it is. Fair enough. All right, you, you start a petition <laughs> online. I, you know, <laughs> I summon my uh, my inner Fabian in, in that moment. I think I, I feel like that's something Fabe would have said. Like, no, no, no. I need to see and hear more people on a daily basis give that show more credit. Uh, now you keep saying it. It sounds more and more like Fabe. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Fabe. Shout out to you, Fabe. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let, let's jump into uh, some trailers here. Uh, holy shit. Talk about the comeback of the year. Yo. Yo. Holy fuck. Uh, yeah. You know, we watch some NFL games and you may see some teams coming back and, you know, it's, it's all cool and great. Nobody will have a greater comeback story. Oh, at least maybe so far than uh, than the Sonic, Sonic the, the fucking hedgehog. hedgehog, dude. Uh, what a fuck. You're talking about 180s. That's a fucking 180. <laughs> so and, and this, this is a great opportunity. And I hope the studio realizes this, that there's so much behind the scenes story that needs to be told that could be uh, a short film or a docu-series of, of its own itself, yeah. the making of the sonic the hedgehog movie how yeah. they went from total and utter complete fuckery yeah so let, let's break this. it down for everybody uh so a few months ago it was like maybe what three four months ago um 
something like that maybe uh the uh the sonic the hedgehog trailer dropped uh and uh everybody collectively uh uh pretty much sh- took a shit on it yeah uh, it was yeah, uh, uh it was insane uh, diarrhea yeah yeah explosive diarrhea is what i was going for insane diarrhea either way um so uh, the film was actually scheduled to come out on November 8th. Actually, it was supposed to come out this month. Um, but with the backlash that he received because of uh, what the character uh, Sonic looked like in this live action film, um, uh, it was so bad that they were like, all right, fine. We'll go back to drawing board. We'll do better. Uh, and sure as fuck, man, uh, they, they dropped the trailer this past week and it looks infinitely better. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but, but if you uh, you should be able to google like the images of like oh. the original sonic character Boom. and like oh here we gotcha. go perfect yeah, yeah so i mean so the old character to our right looks i don't even know that looks like a a, a blend between like a young boy it looks like <laughs> ellen page um <laughs> as sonic right whereas the Jesus the new Christ. sonic that looks very reminiscent to like the character that we all know and love like sure I, I think what happened over there on the right mm-hmm. is what happened with like the Lion King where they try to go like, Hey, let's make mm. this look as real as possible. Sure. That's not what we want from a Sonic movie. No, I want the animated well, Sonic character that we know and love. Well, therein lies the issue that I still have with it. Uh, you just said the words, uh, that is what we want from a Sonic movie. Truth be told, we want nothing from a Sonic movie. There, there is, precisely zero appetite well if we're gonna get it give us the give us the shit that we just want just don't give it to us at all it just, <laughs> just someone yeah. oh, someone made the call hey we're gonna make this movie if it's gonna be done do it the right way give us like the fun animated Sonic that we're used to in the video game yeah. don't try and uh, fucking uh, realism the the animation on it i i don't i don't i i guess maybe i was one of the few ones here you know i didn't really give a shit like everybody said oh my god his teeth look like they're human teeth i'm like well it's it's, it's a fucking hedgehog that's talking i don't who okay fine <laughs> i don't give a shit and one of the things that makes this weird his mouth and his teeth do look like uh, like why that choice you know it's supposed to it's very weird. It's not good. I don't get it all. I, I didn't care. But anyways, what they should uh, do is release like the, the name and the home addresses of the people who worked on the original <laughs> character <laughs> so they can get what's coming to them. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who approved it? Everybody's name who was attached to the old project should. Yeah, they, they definitely all got released that information. Yeah. yeah. Pink slips all around. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it looks a lot better, but, uh, in the same breath, uh, I, I, I honestly still don't, don't get, don't give a shit. Um, but, uh, but you know, my hat's off to them. You know, they, 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 they got a lot of backlash. They listened to said backlash. Uh, I'm sure they listened to some things threw some other things out, you know, as far as what people are saying. Um, and this is, uh, this is an example of, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can strong arm somebody into doing exactly what it is that you want. It shouldn't happen every time, right? Like every time, like, so for instance, like with the game of Thrones or with uh fucking star Wars, right? The fans shouldn't be able to dictate exactly what it is that you do, but somehow in the Sonic case, it actually did work. And, and for good reason. Cause it, it was shit before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It was, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't too pleasing, but, uh, so this movie, Sonic the Hedgehog is starring Jim Carrey, James Madison. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have done my, uh, Neil yeah. McDonough, as well as Tika Sumter. 
Yeah, um, uh, and it has Ben Schwartz, uh, who actually is voicing um, Sonic. Uh, and uh, so the, the, the quick synopsis is uh, Sonic tries to navigate the complexities of life on Earth with his new uh, newfound best friend, a human named Tom Wachowski, who, uh, of course, is being uh, played by James Marston. Um, they must soon join forces to prevent the evil Dr. Robotnik uh, from capturing Sonic and using his powers for world domination scheduled to come out February 14th, 2020, directed by Jeff Fowler uh, with a $90 million budget is what I'm looking at. You better recoup that shit. M's. You yeah. better recoup that shit. What is, is this Sony? Who's this? This is... Uh, I can't see this movie making back 90. <laughs> <laughs> they'll make back 102 globally will they <laughs> i don't know you know i feel like in china this shit is going to be great yeah uh okay uh well i guess it's what sega be... sega right sega is uh yeah. that's yeah. is that china or is that like japan i think sega is oh, which what what, what country yeah, is nintendo that? is is china right yeah nintendo that doesn't mean uh, they can't have. I think Sega. No, no, they can't have them no, both. Wait, ten, I don't know. I don't know. If yeah. they have them both, then we're in a lot of fucking trouble. All right. Well, we're in a lot of trouble talking about this. So because yeah, yeah. neither, neither of us really know. So quick, let's quickly move on. Yeah. I, I won't be seeing this in, in theaters. No, not at all. Uh, even with my AMC uh, movie pass or uh, a list, whatever, I, I still won't see it. Um, okay. Let's talk about this trailer. Uh, uh, we have the way back. Uh, starring a, a one uh, Ben Affleck. Um, very interesting movie for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but uh, The Way Back uh, is about a widowed uh, former basketball all-star uh, who lost uh, his family. Um, I'm sorry. A widowed former basketball all-star lost family foundation and struggle with addiction and attempts to come back by becoming the coach uh, of a disparate um, uh, ethnically mixed. Why did he have to add an ethnically mixed <laughs> high school team basketball team at his alma mater? Uh, this this film was actually supposed to be coming out in October, um, but uh, but it got pushed back, uh, and I and I forget what the specific reasons were. Um, but uh, it's now coming out March sixth. Uh, it's directed by Gavin O'Connor, uh, and again stars um, Ben Affleck uh, and uh, uh, and Rachel. Uh, Carpani, uh, as well as Al uh, Madrigal, uh, and uh, what's also um, interesting about this film is that uh, it's it's a, a team up again between Ben and uh, Gavin O'Connor, who they teamed up uh, to do the the accountant, um, which was a, a pretty successful film back in what two thousand sixteen. Gavin O'Connor's in this movie. I'm not saying no, no, no. Uh, he's the director. He's the director. Yeah, yeah. So yes. he directed. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for him as like an actor. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he directed Ben Affleck uh, in the surprise hit. I want to say was it kind of a hit? Uh, the accountant. You know, I think the. I mean, the accountant was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's you know, one of those movies that should be up there with like the likings of like John wick and mm. um, Jason Bourne, right. Those like intense action movies. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because it's like Ben Affleck and then, uh, <laughs> you know what he gave us in daredevil was like, yeah. right. But I'm not going to trust you on this one. Uh, what, what was the, what was the movie we watched on Netflix? We did the press play on, 
um, where he was a soldier. Oh, uh, Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. Yeah. Great movie. I know this. Uh, this uh, I, thought, I thought it was really, really okay. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think if we even go back to your comments, I think you two were like, uh, it was all right. Nothing to write home about. No, it was really good. Okay. I'm pretty sure yeah. I said that. Okay. But um, so what's interesting about this movie, right, is yeah. it, you know, obviously this is a bas- uh, high school basketball coach who's struggling with addiction, alcohol addiction, a very uh, real for Ben Affleck as you know, yeah. a person who struggles with alcohol addiction in his real life, which is yeah. why his marriage to uh, Jennifer Garner, that was a big part of the reason why they, their marriage failed. And he's had a very public struggle with alcohol. Yeah. Um, it, it was a thing when he was filming the Batman movie and Batman versus Superman. And, um, and, you recently brought this to my attention is that like, I guess after this movie was filmed, uh, he relapsed. Yeah. Right? Just recently. Yeah. So, uh, and I watched an interview of, of his where he's talking about how like, you know, alcohol addiction is a thing that's constantly with him. Like it's never not, uh, something he has to deal with on like a daily basis. It's the, you know, it's a daily thing. It's like, do I drink today or do I not drink today for a lot of people who don't, suffer from addiction or haven't suffered from it or you know it's not been a part of their families they may have a tough time understanding that i have a tough time understanding it yeah uh i wonder how much doing a film about a character who's addicted to alcohol i wonder if that helps with the coping Mm. does it is it too much of a daily reminder of your addiction like well i I really want to know what this was like for him yeah um I think what's uh you know what's what's really interesting to me is is uh you know taking a look at like what it's even like to do that you know because he's portraying somebody who's you know uh you know going through addiction uh alcohol uh, addiction um but doing that in real life in such a public eye yeah. you know um that has to be surreal right because here you having this like really deep and just like uh extremely tough thing to grapple with but you're doing it with cameras in your face constantly asking you about it hey hey we just saw you take a swig of some uh some uh jaeger yeah what was up with that you know yeah. it's like motherfucker like come on like I, yeah i relapse like what do you want from me like you know and it's like it's it's it that's got to be crazy you know to deal with and so you know i, I can only imagine what the press tour is going to look like for this yeah for this film <laughs> and I, I i imagine that he's able to pull a lot of his own personal experiences um you know in in real life into this character all right right which is probably why um from what i've seen in the trailer which is why like he he's able to play this character so well because it's not like uh, he had to do some research on it and go to a bunch of AA classes. This is like yeah. something that he is experiencing himself. Yeah. And, you know, but like as an actor, right, where do you draw a line in terms of, hey, I need to make this character both real and like entertaining? Um, or like, do I just make this character like real because like I very much am this character? Like yeah. how much of what I deal with on, on a daily basis do I put into this character? Yeah. Um, how much, what do I hold back if anything? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely gotta be, uh, be tough. Uh, so it's interesting to say the least, uh, uh, you know, still not going to go see this movie. Yeah, probably not. But, uh, <laughs> shout out to nah, you. Ben right. Affleck. It looks all right. It looks good. Um, yeah, but are you going to go see it? Probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the, the last trailer, uh, that we're, we're going to talk about here. Um, we have a trailer for, uh, scoop. Go. 
Scoobs. Yeah. Uh, before we even jump into the trailer, uh, what do you feel about Scooby-Doo? Uh, what's your just immediate? I think this is. Um, I'm not going to say like I'm looking for this movie in any way. I think the past few Scooby-Doo films, like mm-hmm. the live action Scooby-Doo films that have been made, have been like very poorly done yeah which is why like the appetite for this may might not be as strong as it should be but like mm-hmm. scooby-doo is is a beloved like character right mm-hmm. um great story i do like where they're going with this in terms they're not telling like a scooby and the gang story they're telling like the origin story of how scooby and shaggy met and let's be real those are the only two characters that people love i mean there's fred <laughs> who was you know cool he was kind of a dick um uh daphne was uh she was at that you know she was fred was definitely hitting that daphne wait i'm trying to figure out who daphne was the blonde one daphne was the blonde the blonde one yeah i think she had like the rich parents and shit like that sure um and then there was velma who was like the dorky one with the glasses yeah um yeah, Velma, Velma has some cheeks though. She's, you know, <laughs> Velma's low key bad. Okay. Um, uh, all right. So, but f- Scooby and Shaggy were the only ones that we really care about. So I think this is a great place I'd to start for this. Challenge movie. even that, but let's okay. Let's see. What that. you don't fuck with Scooby and Shaggy? No. Um, what? So, uh, giving the quick synopsis of the film, uh, with hundreds of cases solved and adventures shared, Scooby and the gang face their biggest challenge, um, uh, biggest, most challenging mystery ever, a plot to unleash the ghost dog Cerebus upon the world as they race to stop this global dog apocalypse. Yikes. Uh, the gang discovers that Scooby has a secret legacy and an epic destiny greater than anyone could have imagined. This uh, is directed by Tony... Uh, Savone, Savone, Savone. I don't know. Um, and uh, and uh, voicing uh, some of the characters, you have Zac Efron, Gina Rodriguez. Uh, hope she doesn't. Uh, Gina Rodriguez. Uh, hope she doesn't uh, sing any Fuji. Scooby, you nigga. Bitch ass nigga. You have Amanda Seyfried uh, and uh, Will Forte, as well as uh, Frank Walker. Um, yeah, uh, and this, uh, this film's scheduled to come out uh, May 15th of 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never really liked Who's Scooby-Doo. Who's voicing Scoob? Uh, Scooby-Doo, Frank, uh, Frank Walker. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I've never really cared for Scooby-Doo. I just, like, it was always the sign of, like, just the boringest day possible, right? If I catch myself, if I was, like, eight or nine, and I was catching myself watching Scooby-Doo in the middle of the afternoon, I literally had nothing else going on in my life. Nothing was happening. Yeah, I used to fucking love Scooby Doo. Oh God, it would. Oh God, and and then like it'd be the same thing every fucking episode. It's Mister Wilkins. Yeah. So Scooby Doo crazy kids. An interesting uh, backstory, right? In terms of, like where the uh, the cartoon was based. Okay. Um, which as an adult, once you learn that, you're like even more interested in the show. So it was based during uh, the Great Depression. Mm. right which is why oh yeah yeah, I've heard yeah, this, yeah i think we talked about this which yeah. is why like all of the uh you know crimes that they solved the the perpetrator would ultimately be like someone who you would look at as oh this is a you know person who's well off this is a museum art curator this is the bank manager this is the um the the this like the business owner is the one who was stealing his own property right mm-hmm. and it's because in, during the great depression a lot of people were losing a lot of money and very prominent people lost a lot of wealth very quickly um so they had to stage their own uh like the museum art curator would report stolen art 
right? And they would, they would he'd blame it on a ghost, right? But he really <laughs> stole the art himself. Yeah because the museum was losing a lot of money or he lost a lot of money. So like interesting backstory. The show was based during the great depression. I don't think this is going to be, I think it's a little bit heavy for kids, but the animation of the show looks great. Uh, I like that. Um, uh, the gentleman who is voicing Scooby-Doo is someone who's voiced a character in many other uh, animated films before. Mm -hmm. um, it, it looks good. And they're starting at the beginning, which is uh, what a lot of the other Scooby-Doo movies haven't done. So this looks good. I might take my daughter to see this one. Yeah, as well, you should. Uh, I, I definitely won't be joining you. You but, know, it, yeah. it, look, it, it somewhat looks a little bit too grown up, like maybe like an older really? kids movie. Huh. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that a Scooby-Doo movie is well, like, in any way, shape or form. Like, I mean, there are certain ages, right? Maybe this movie is for like kids like six and up, right? Actually, you know what? That's actually really interesting that I, th I think, you know, to me, Scooby-Doo has always been about like, kids like it's it's always been like sort of like catered to kids but then you start thinking about it, like shaggy was definitely weed head yeah uh yeah scooby snacks had something more than yeah yeah those were edibles <laughs> right um so yeah th th there's a certain age group of kids that this movie is for and it might be a little bit older uh than than my daughter but yeah. this does look good yeah okay uh let's let's move on um all right let's uh let's talk super quick uh let's get into our main stories here uh let's talk about uh netflix uh they just uh inked a deal with uh nickelodeon 200 m a a a oh i gotta i gotta let one off one time for uh fucking netflix just just doing the thing who man. brought this deal to the table um that's what i want to know probably nickelodeon nickelodeon I has been irrelevant for just a long time yeah yeah um i gotta imagine that this conversation was started by Nickelodeon in terms of like, they know Netflix. Uh, they need something. Yeah. Disney plus is going to steal a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of parents are going to go to Disney plus because they have that massive catalog. Right. Sure. Um, the only way you can get Nickelodeon is if you have uh, Nickelodeon's uh, streaming service, or if you have, uh, you know, basic television, right which mm -hmm. has uh, nickelodeon um great partnership here because it's going to allow parents or people who don't have nickelodeon to stream nickelodeon content whenever they want on a platform that they're already on yeah so this is how and we talked about this earlier netflix doesn't really have to be afraid of someone taking their lane yeah right this is how you solidify the lane that you're in yeah you continue to give great content you have uh exclusive partnerships like these yeah um but it's interesting though right because it's like partnerships that you have to like sign for certain periods of time so it's like always a chance that oh this could disappear after x amount of time but in but for right case, now the yeah, bag is yeah. <laughs> yes uh the the 200 million dollar bag uh as as we talked about before uh but just to give you a little more detail to it uh the deal will see nickelodeon produce a slate of original animated films and a uh and series based on both existing and new characters um so that ranges from a lot of different uh characters i'm just thinking back through the fucking catalog dude uh fucking think if we get like a new rugrats series if we get new Hey Arnold, uh, Arthur, uh, Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Is Arthur? I thought Arthur is, 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 that's not Nickelodeon. I thought he was Nickelodeon. No, no, no. It's uh, that's like PBS or some shit, mm. right? Maybe. Yeah, it's definitely public Could be access. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Nickelodeon has a deep catalog of um, and like I mean, all the other shows, right? Uh, uh, 
like you know the shows for older kids hannah montana and all that all that right yeah uh they have a deep deep catalog and sure. a lot of merchandise as well that uh, they can tie in yeah uh and also you know one of the the largest stars of uh, uh of nickelodeon in the past and this was a little bit past i think our time who spongebob who spongebob what do you, SpongeBob. you mean who <laughs> oh yeah spongebob was nickelodeon yeah, yeah. The okay <laughs> so that's how you know uh, you eat a scooby snack you see <laughs> <laughs> okay so now it all makes sense i mean obviously um netflix nickelodeon this deal and then at the same time they announced um uh well the spongebob movies coming to theaters well they i think they, they they've already way previously announced that uh the spongebob film was going to be uh be coming out um but uh, but the piece of it that they did add to it is that they're going to come out with uh, potentially a spinoff of SpongeBob, which is uh, uh, involving Squidward. Um, uh, and it's it'll be sort of like a, I guess, like a musical. So let's okay, take a step. Let's back. take a step yeah. back for sure, a second. Sure. Right. So the SpongeBob movie is coming to theaters coming out May 2020. Um, let's stay here for a second. What do you think about this movie? Uh, I've never cared about SpongeBob. You, what? Literally. Yo, no SpongeBob, no Scooby Doo. What the fuck is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, my child, my, my childhood was adulthood. That's that's what it was. I was I, I had to grow up uh, before I was grown. Uh, I had no time for bullshit. Are like you dealing with SpongeBob. something you're not telling us about? What's going on here? What? <laughs> and I love the Keanu Reeves. Um, uh, big, big year Cam for <laughs> for for Keanu. Yeah, he's just everywhere, man. Yeah. What the fuck? You don't like SpongeBob? Yeah, dude. I I never like never like the fucking you don't like Krabby Patties. SpongeBob SquarePants. I fucking hate it. Are you ready, kids? Yeah. Fuck you, old sailor guy. Fuck you. Nah, dude. I, I don't know what's up with you, but SpongeBob is like, come on. You grew up with SpongeBob. Nah, I, I didn't grow up with it. Again, I was a little past my time. Or be, no, you're only two years older than me. Um. Yeah, but I mean, did you grow up literally like watching episodes of SpongeBob? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Yes. Some, some of us had to work for a living. SpongeBob right. and Scooby Doo. Some of us had to work for a living. At right. work. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so this movie looks good. I like it. It's like a mixture of um, uh, like digital animation and claymation. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very tasteful, but not too too far of a departure from the cartoon, right? Yeah. They didn't go the Lion King route and make him look like an actual sponge under the sea. No, because that would have been fucking terrible. Um, again, I like what they're doing here with the 3D animation. Again, a mixture of claymation and and just and um, uh, uh, just digital animation as well. Yeah, it looks really good. The voice of the characters are spot on, which is always big, right? Whenever they take it from like um, the, sh- the television to to the big screen, do they you, you keep the same voice actors? If it's been a while, um, do you change actors? Yeah. Right? Are, are those vo- original voice actors still working? Yeah. Uh, but the voice of the characters, SpongeBob, Squidward, Patrick, um, are all pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, so, give you a quick uh, synopsis on the film uh, SpongeBob and Patrick uh, travel to the lost city of uh, Atlantic uh, City to solve. Wait, the lost city of Atlantic City? That, do they mean Atlantis? 
I'm very confused. Anyways, yeah, uh, I don't know either. To, to, or maybe they're just trying to make fun of Atlantic City. I don't know. Um, Atlantic song, City is lost. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's lost his way for sure. So maybe, maybe that is a maybe poke at Atlantic City. Spot on. Um, Atlantic City to solve the mysterious uh, kidnapping of Gary the Snail. Uh, they soon prove that there is nothing stronger than the power of friendship as they encounter danger and delight at every turn. Scheduled to come out May twenty second, twenty twenty. Directed by Tim Hill. Um and uh and yeah um yeah okay see I like the uh I like the plot of this right because Gary the snail is definitely one of like the cooler characters in SpongeBob mm. particularly the episode where Gary runs away so SpongeBob gets another snail named Larry <laughs> and then I think that's something happens with that snail so he gets another snail named um like uh Jerry just <laughs> so like what Gary's not Larry and Larry's not Jerry yeah. It was funny. No, 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 it absolutely is not. From everything you just described, it was, it was funny. completely terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very justified in not watching this. It's very, uh, very funny. But, uh, <laughs> you can tell by my enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, it was very uh, funny. But yeah, we've, we've got, uh, like I said, uh, along with that, uh, it was announced that um, they're going to be coming out with a Squidward uh, musical um, that is a part of this whole uh, Netflix deal with Nickelodeon. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what metrics they're looking at. Maybe they're looking at some numbers. They're like, mm, we can, you know, there's some untapped potential here, um, you know, with uh, with all this content. Um, I'm not necessarily convinced this is going to pan out too too greatly for for Netflix because I, I again, I'm sure that there is like SpongeBob. It was like when we were growing up, right? SpongeBob was very popular, and I'm sure still now maybe a still little, very still popular. A popular. Um, but trying to repurpose that popularity for your own sake, like there's so much content out there for SpongeBob that it's kind of like, what the fuck's a, you know, I, I what, am I, what am I going to do with a Squidward yeah. musical? If somebody were to say Netflix is thinking about doing a SpongeBob spinoff, which character do you think it would be? I would have thought it would either be Sandy, you know, who's a squirrel, right? Yeah. Um, or it would have been like like Mr. Crab or something like that, right? Mm. Um, Squidward or uh, Patrick, maybe Patrick. It's Sandy or Patrick, right? Yeah. Uh, Squidward, interesting character to like lead a show, right? I've yeah. never really loved Squidward, yeah. but maybe like uh, the the musical um, focus of this particular show, like maybe that's going to be their 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 niche. It's just you know, we're going to be able to incorporate a lot of very entertaining music in this show for this. I don't know. Maybe this is for like gay kids or something like that. Yo, maybe that's the demographic they're targeting. What? Uh, <laughs> came out of left field. Squidward, Squidward is gay. Right? Is he really? I'm pretty sure. He's a gay character. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, is, is that you saying that or is that just like a commonly known thing? I don't know. I think Squidward is pretty gay. <laughs> All right, so it's just you saying. <laughs> uh, well, either way, it would be extremely progressive of SpongeBob SquarePants to uh, to 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 have that be uh, Squidward. But uh, either way, yeah, I don't really give a shit about uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, the movie looks great. The spinoff, I don't really care too much about it. The yeah. partnership with Nickelodeon, I think that's a brilliant move for uh, mm. for Netflix. Yeah, um, hopefully, yeah, they don't lose any ground to uh, too much ground to. Uh, uh, Disney Plus. Disney, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get on to what I really want to fucking talk about here. Cap, talk Cap. Yes, sir. King uh, Cap back on the field. Cap in America. In shape. Yeah. Looking good. Good through. So uh, 
here's my take and we're just going to dive straight into it. Right. So I got a chance to see a lot of the footage from uh, Colin Kaepernick's workout this past Saturday in Atlanta. Um, what I'm looking at when I, when I'm watching his, his, uh, his practice is I'm not just looking at it. Oh, do I like him? Does he look good? Is he in shape? No, like you got to look at how he's hitting his receivers, right? His Mm -hmm. throwing motion. Um, obviously this is a skeleton crew, right? It's just, um, he's taking a direct handoff snap or he's just has the ball in hand and he's just throwing the receivers down the field. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, for him to like sell what taking a snap under center would look like, what uh you know, a fake handoff or a play action type of play would look like. Yeah. But what you can tell are his mechanics. Mm. Is he dropping back? Good? Does he have the three step drop back? Does he have the five step? Does he have the seven step? Um, uh, his throwing motion, does his arm, you know, does his throwing full throwing motion look good? How big is his arm still? Can he still throw the, uh, you know, the 50, 60 yard bomb? Can he check down at like the 10 yard? Right. Um, and is he hitting his receiver in receivers in stride? Right. Cause a good quarterback can get you, get your receiver, the ball, great quarterbacks like, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they hit their receivers in stride to create opportunities for yards after the catch. Mm. I saw a lot of that in his, uh, in his practice here, he was hitting sure. all of his receivers in stride to where if this was like a live game, mm. these guys would be able to create the opportunity to get some yards after the catch. So mm. cap looks good. Yeah. Um, first things first, uh, you know, if you've come to this video, thank you. First off, uh, but, also just drop a, a comment uh in the the comment section uh if you're watching this uh on youtube if you're listening on you know any sort of podcast uh app uh, drop us a note you know drop us uh how you feel about this whole cap situation um uh also smash that like button uh and smash it yeah um so so let's, let's give people the, the background on this. Uh, so it was like, what, like a week or two ago, the NFL uh, somehow got leaked to the press. Uh, it didn't get leaked. The NFL definitely leaked it themselves. Yeah, they set up their own leaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they contact Caps team. They're like, hey, uh, we're going to we're going to hold uh, an open workout, um, you know, for all 32 NFL teams. Whoever wants to show up as far as the 30 team to uh, 32 teams goes can. Uh, and it's going to be held on a Saturday and, uh, you know, uh, and, and so they, they reached out to caps team with that information caps team. I think at first was like, yeah, we'll do it. But also like, why first is why, why is it on a Saturday? And then also like, who am I throwing to? Uh, yeah. and, uh, also, um, you know, uh, they got into some very sort of not necessarily complicated, but, uh, some, some very sort of detailed things that played into how it ultimately all sort of worked out. Yeah. Um, so be- well, even more backstory though, is Jay-Z was the one who pressured Roger Goodell to make this happen. Uh, we don't, that's been, that's not confirmed. No, it's, but I, I want to believe it too, but also I, I we have no, it's, uh, it has not been that, confirmed yeah. or denied sure. by Jay-Z or Roger Goodell. It's, it's, the this source of this news came from like an inside source in the NFL that like a part of Jay Z doing this partnership with the NFL right is that like um, he pressured Roger Goodell because Jay Z took uh, a, somewhat of a culture hit right uh, um, did he uh, a, a lot of people felt a lot of way about about Jay a lot of people feel a lot of so way about Jay Z took somewhat of an image hit for this so and a part of that was like you know pressuring Roger Goodell to make this thing happen but to your point it is kind of weird why on a Saturday right yeah. uh, knowing that football happens on Sundays, mm-hmm. having this workout in Atlanta for a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't make sense because they're it, preparing for the game on Sunday. And a big part of Kaepernick's thing is if teams are going to send people out 
to to out to his workout is they have to be those decision makers from those teams, sure. not like some uh, just send send you know the, our normal college scout out to this Colin Kaepernick workout. Like no, yeah. that's not what he wanted. He wants GMs. Uh, coaches or you know quarterback coaches so on and so on sure uh so to to, to add some more flavor to the waters uh let, let's talk about how things played out on saturday uh so the nfl originally scheduled the workout to take place at the falcons facility in atlanta georgia um but kaepernick's uh camp switched venues following a disagreement between the two sides on the uh, quarterback's liability waiver and media availability among other factors so essentially what happened was that uh they for one wanted um they wanted Cap to sign this liability waiver that was basically saying, hey, if you get hurt, not our fault. Um, but then also, I, I think a clause in that uh, waiver was them saying uh, that uh, this is not a uh, this is not a um, uh, and uh, this doesn't have to lead to an offer. Right. That they're, they're not obligated to give Cap an offer, which I don't know if that's necessarily standard or not um, within the context of, you know, just like a standard like, you know, workout, you know, for an NFL team. If you have to actually sign a waiver saying, hey, we don't have to give you a job after this. Now, obviously, that's a big deal in Cap situation because they did just give him a lot of M's uh, or at least some some M's. Um, to that exact effect of, you know, he's been basically blackballed in, you know, in the league. And so this might've been just an outside way of them ha not, not having to be liable, you know, for now, of course they already settled that. So that that's already sort of been uh, adjudicated, you know, but, um, but perhaps they were just trying to cover their ass, you know, in terms yeah. of like just getting it on the dotted line that, you and, know, and let's clear the air really quickly on the, uh, the settlement between Colin Kaepernick and the NFL, whereas he was, uh, I think reportedly, um, the settlement was to the tune of 60 million or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, a lot of people are stuck to that number. Oh, Colin Kaepernick got 60 million. No, he didn't. Um, after, uh, and it was not just Colin Kaepernick. I think Eric Reed was a part of that settlement as well. Um, so the money's split like 10, 15 different ways. Uh, I think reportedly at the, at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick maybe only saw um, like anywhere between five to 10 million of that settlement money. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, does that set him up for life? Depending on how he spends his money, yeah, maybe, person, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But that also doesn't um, remedy, you know, everything that has transpired over the past three years and him being blackballed. Sure. Um, but so going back to this workout though, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, and I, I kind of don't, I don't even care about the actual workout itself because it's like, yeah, he can throw a ball. Yeah, to open receivers, it, it, like okay, <laughs> like or, what, or, what were you expecting? Give me your full thoughts in general. So, yeah. so my full thoughts, and I'll and I'll and I'll end uh, end what I was talking about before. So they were trying to get him to sign that liability waiver. He didn't want to do it, so that was a point of disagreement. Then also, they the NFL didn't want there to be uh, media. Uh, they Cap wanted his own you know film crew to be there to be able to sort of document the whole thing. Uh, and who can blame him, right? Because all the NFL has to do is say, "Oh, hey, Cap looked like shit. He, he you know he couldn't play, and nobody else would be the wiser, right?" Yeah. Um, so of course you you want to if you're cap you want to cover your ass by having your own team out there to film it and so that you you know the NFL is not just putting its own narrative out there right um, so those were all disagreements and then so cap was like fuck it uh, and then he uh, and then he had a kind of already a backup plan so maybe this was already you know he already thought he would do this in terms of going down to I think it was a school that was like you know sixty miles away from the the facility that they they were supposed to uh, conduct the um, 
uh, conduct the workout at. Uh, and the league said uh, that the waiver uh, it sent Kaepernick's uh, representatives was based on those used by national uh, uh, invitational camp at all NFL combines and NFL clubs when trying to uh, when trying out free agents. Uh, and, if, and an NFL source told ESPN, and this this report is from ESPN, uh, that the waiver said the tryout isn't a guarantee of employment to prevent a player from claiming entitlement to work uh, to workers' compensation if there was an injury, um, which to me kind of seems like a, a little light, but whatever. Um, a statement from Nally and Kaepernick's attorney Ben. Um, measles i don't know what the fuck his name is uh called that uh waiver unusual and said that uh they proposed a standard liability waiver the nfl called the proposed waiver completely rewritten and insufficient the nfl also said it declined requests made by kaepernick's camp in the 24 hours preceding the workout to have an additional camera crew record the workout and to open the session to media um so what my thought is is it's 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 short and sweet it's um cap had one of two options either he could have just done the workout as as is if he actually wanted you know to, to be on an nfl roster or do this which almost certainly guarantees that he won't make it onto a roster which one do i think he should have went with it depends on what he's actually trying to do right if he's just strictly just trying to play for the nfl right if he just wants to be a quarterback uh, on an nfl team um this was probably definitely not the way to go but with that is the caveat of um there was just simply no guarantee that he was going to make it on the team so he would jump through all these hoops he would sign his waiver you know and just smoke mirrors nobody's really interested anyways yeah thanks but see you later um or he uh uh, or if Cap's goal is to, you know, be more of a symbol, you know, for these social issues that he, that he's talking about. Uh, I saw at the beginning of the workout he had on the the shirt, uh, Kunta Kinte, uh, which uh, Kunta Knight. Uh, Kunta Knight was that what that was? Was that Kunta Kinte? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was like Kunta Knight. <laughs> yeah, is that a different person? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, that's a callback to, of course, Roots. Yeah, you're uh, right. It was Kunta Kinte. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So you know, obviously, he's and then making bold statements clearly. Uh. And then even after you know the workout was done, he had the statements. He says, uh, "I've been ready for three years. Um. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here. I showed uh showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for 32 teams, uh, 32 owners, 32 teams." Uh, Roger Goodell, all of them stop. Uh, uh, all of them stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here, ready to play. We're ready to go anywhere. Uh, yada yada. Uh, so so yeah. Uh, I think he had two choices, and I think if I were him, I probably would have done some fashion of this. I don't know if I would have necessarily done it exactly that way, but some of the things that he was asking for, so, so for instance, having his own camera crew there. Absolutely. Like yeah. you, you do not want the NFL to simply create its own narrative of yeah. what's going on. So going back to your, your original, um, you know, he had two choices, right? So the first choice was he could have gone to, uh, the workout at the, uh, Atlanta Falcons practice facility, um, where there was no media allowed. Um, he could have signed the waiver, which would have said that, uh, you know, the NFL is not liable for any injuries that may happen. And he's not a guarantee. This is not a guarantee of any type of employment. Um, he could have allowed the NFL to control, to have full control of uh, whatever narrative or story that they wanted to tell afterwards. Maybe with him playing nice with the NFL, maybe his chances of uh, signing with an NFL team would have been better. And I think there was like 25 teams who um, had report or 
either had reported to the Atlanta Falcons practice facility or who planned to attend. Um, But again, would it have been smart or in his best interest to allow the organization that has already blackballed him to have full control of the narrative? Yeah. you know, during and after after this practice, or does he take control of the narrative and saying, "Hey, no, I'm going to change the venue," and then the teams who are really interested in being there, they can still come. Um, we're going to allow media full access so that uh, it, it allows for full transparency. The NFL sees this, um, the public sees this, right? So there can't be any doctoring of the uh, of the narrative here. It's, I mean, you know, we're watching it right now. We can see everything that the NFL scouts saw. We can see everything that the NFL saw. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this is his better option because yeah. there's no guarantees anyway. Right. Yeah. So it, if there's no guarantee, I'm at least going to control my own destiny. Even if I don't get a, a, a job from this, I've controlled my own destiny. Whereas if I allow you to control it, you could just say I wasn't in shape. I didn't throw well. Uh, you can tell whatever story that you want to tell to fuck me over. Yeah. I might as well take control of that myself. Yeah. And uh, so two, two more things uh, before we, uh, before we move on um, one. Uh, so I think it was like eight teams did actually show up to uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, revised workout um, that Cap had uh, the Eagles, the Chiefs, Jets, Skins, uh, 49ers, Lions, and Titans. Um, so I guess there's an outside hope. I don't know which one of those that yeah. we were talking about a little bit before we started recording. I'm not sure if any so, of those teams would. Let's break down um, really quickly these the teams that showed up and like if he would fit into their system and we're just going to do this very quickly mm-hmm. um read the teams off and i just want to hear like a quick thought from you and a quick thought sure from me and then- uh eagles don't think they they um i don't think they're going to be in the business of of signing cap uh i think uh they uh you know they're, they're all in on once otherwise they would have you know kept foals um so i'm not sure if they and plus that's a big market you know, in terms of Philly, yeah, very volatile fan base. Not yeah. sure if they'd be into it. I agree. Uh, very volatile fan base. Yes, they lost Nick Foles, who you know essentially was a quarterback who won them the Super Bowl. Um, Carson Wentz is a guy who uh, they had big expectations for, but he's mostly underperformed, and he's a guy who's not very healthy. So if you're going to bring in uh, a backup, right? Like let's say they were to bring in Colin Kaepernick, one he would sell the fuck out of tickets and jerseys, right? People would want to go to the stadium to see him again with that fan base. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. going to be the case. Like g- genuinely speaking. Like I think, yeah, on any team, I think he's gonna, you know, there are people who are Celtics super fans yeah. and whatever. But I think with that fan base in Philly, you, you don't, they're liable to fucking throw bricks on the field. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Philly. I think uh, um, uh, Carson Wentz maybe has two more years under his like the contract that they gave him, um, and they gave him an early contract, which was smart because now quarterbacks are getting like a hundred million guaranteed, and I think they only well, gave is, him, he, like, is he still on his rookie? Uh, no, no, they like I think like a year into his his rookie dream. Uh, that seems weird because they, they gave shitty they gave him an early contract, right? Yeah. And uh, any, I, think, case, yeah, I think he has two more years on it. Could Colin Kaepernick be a serviceable backup in Philadelphia? I think so. Yeah. Next team, uh, uh, Chiefs. Uh, uh, maybe under Andy Reid's tutelage, yeah, he could definitely do some things. I think uh, any especially quarterback with, can thrive uh, under Andy Reid. Absolutely, uh, especially with uh, all the injuries that Patrick Mahomes uh, has been having, um, it wouldn't hurt to have a very serviceable backup. But you know, people are looking to uh, what's his name. Um, uh, Matt Moore, uh, as an example of like, hey, there's somebody who is sitting on, you know, the, the uh, you know, in unemployment uh, as far as the NFL goes, uh, you know, for for at least over a year. Uh, and then he just popped right back into the scene, you know, like it was nothing. Why the fuck can't Cap doing that? Uh, yeah. Can't Cap and I mean, 
which quarterback am I going to go with? Yeah, Matt, Matt Moore, Moore or Colin or Kaepernick? Kaepernick? I'll go with Colin Kaepernick, who yeah, hasn't yeah. played in three years before I'll, I go with Matt fucking I'll Moore. I'll take Kaepernick's kids if he has any. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and again, uh, can Andy Reid thrive with a quarterback like Colin Kaepernick, who, you know, both is, uh, uh, you know, from what we saw, right, in his, in his playing time, a solid uh, in-pocket quarterback, but a guy who can pull it down and run yeah. um, with all of the talent on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Ooh, add Colin Kaepernick to the mix. That might, that might work. Yeah. All right, let, let's, let's roll quickly through the rest of these, because uh, I don't want to spend too, too much time on this, uh, but we have the Jets. Uh, I don't think he wants to go to the Jets. <laughs> I don't think he does either. Um, uh, fucking, uh, who's the quarterback Sam there? Darnold. Sam Darnold, yeah. the guy who a couple weeks ago said I'm seeing ghosts yeah. you know, when you were playing the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, maybe you bring <laughs> another guy if, in. If you're the Jets, you definitely want Cap. If you're a Cap, I'm not sure if you want the Jets. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you have uh, the Skins. Uh, the Skins are the Skins. Uh, that's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Sorry, I, sorry Jay. Yeah. I, I love you, Jay. <laughs> Your team's a dumpster fire. I, I don't think they bring, they bring him in for the reasons that we talked about already. They just picked up Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins in the draft. They've got Case Keenum, who's a serviceable guy, at least to finish out the season. Then you kind of like, you know, figure out what's our next step. Um, they've got Alex Smith, who they owe a lot of money to. I don't know where Colin Kaepernick fits in. Yeah. But yeah. how fucking interesting would that be if Colin Kaepernick is now playing in D.C. with the president, who's been a very Trump outspoken. Trump will definitely go to the games. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some know, good TV. That's like, that, that'll be some great TV. That'll yeah. sell some tickets, sell some jerseys. It'll yeah. be interesting in Washington if Kat uh, and the president are here. Yeah, Trump's uh, up there uh, yelling racial slurs. The president for now. Uh, he's up there yelling racial slurs. Cra- uh, caps kneeling. Yeah, uh, fans losing their minds. Uh, come on, I, I feel like the NFL needs to get that together. We need to, we need to see it in prime time too. Yeah, that that'll be the only reason why the skins make it to prime time. Um, uh, then we have the Niners. Uh, it'd be interesting if he went home to the 49ers. That's where, of course, he got uh, he got drafted to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think they, they would there. I think they're clearly all in on Guap. They're um, all in on um, Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, again, he'd be a serviceable backup. He w- would kind of be going back to where this whole thing started anyway. Yeah, which is kind of silly, right? Like if he ends up being the back, because I think that was his whole thing in San Fran was like they didn't. Um, they didn't want to pay him like a starter, clearly. Like, And they moved on to uh, who did they move on to? Uh was it wasn't Garoppolo? It was somebody else. I think it was like Gerard for for a bit. No, no, I forget who it was. But they they moved on to somebody else, or maybe you may be right. I don't know. But Blaine um, Gabbert. Was it? I think so. All right, uh, fair enough. I, either way, irrelevant to what, what I was trying to say. Like, um, it would just be it would kind of defeat the purpose of him leaving in the first place, right? Like of like he well, he like, thought he would get signed somewhere else as potentially the starter. Yeah. So and, and it wasn't because he didn't want to stay with the 49ers at the time it was like the smart thing for him to do because like what's they were the enter free agency sure. what's the enter free agency that's sure. where the money is yeah. uh, so yeah. you know maybe maybe they revisit that conversation but again they're all in on on jimmy so uh, yeah who knows you know um, I, if he ever wants to really really see some playing time i don't think that's where he goes yeah uh, then you got the lions who uh you know stafford is now having some sort of weird back fracture problem maybe that's a inroads for him and yeah. i don't know who the fuck their qb is i never heard of him before last week probably will never hear, <laughs> hear about him again so that might actually be an option and detroit's kind of a market where it's just like look people are going to like protest and shit but honestly it'd be like four people outside of the stadium yeah 
and it'd be like, uh, all right, people guys, don't like, have time to protest in Detroit. They've got to go to work. The Ford Motor Company needs that new F one fifty F one fifty off the service line, right? So they don't have time to protest. They've got their own employer employee relationship to worry yeah. about. They don't have time to worry and about that. Those protesters would also be. Um, uh, they'd also work at the Ford Motor Company's production facility, right? Yeah. And the family that owns Ford Motor Company's owns the Detroit Lions. So if you're an employee, it's probably in your agreement that you cannot protest outside of a Lions game. You got to shut the fuck Otherwise, up. Otherwise, you'll be right there with Cap. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll lose your season tickets and your job because <laughs> it's all the same company. Same day. All right. Uh, and then lastly, the Titans. Um, the Titans, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think Mario, Marcus Mariota is gone after this year. I think they keep yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Maybe sure. Colin Kaepernick is a serviceable backup. Yeah. Or can compete for a starting job. I, possibly. Um, okay. So the last thing I'll say about this is that um, – uh, it, it, you know, I've heard things like from like Stephen A, uh, he's, he's basically like, oh, you know, cap, you know, kind of fucked up the situation. Um, I think, I think the NFL missed out on an opportunity here. I think the NFL missed out on the opportunity to create true transparency in this whole process, uh, because this was pretty much out of the news cycle, uh, you know, uh, until they brought it back in. So they essentially started a fire and nobody knows what, why, like, why would you do that? But then also have the stipulations that they had with cap of like, Hey, you got to do X, Y, or Z instead of just being like super welcoming, like, look, fuck it. Like, all right, you can have the media there. Hey, this liability. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll change some language there um being sort of accommodating to them but then also like you know i think they were trying to provide flack for whatever team is possibly interested in um in kaepernick by saying okay we'll just have this open for all the teams instead of having like individual workouts for whatever team was interested so that they don't have to deal with whatever sort of uh uh media uh you know uh backlash that they would have received because of uh you know because they brought in cap um but i think if they really want to create a certain image for themselves i think there's a way they could have gone about this that could have been tremendously beneficial for them. And I think they, they clearly squandered that. Uh, do I think cap squandered that? Not necessarily depending on what his, his actual goals were. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, yeah. The NFL could have done this in, in a much smarter way that would have positioned them as like, Hey, we, you know, we're, we're either trying to remedy the situation or we're trying to do what's right for this guy. Um, but to, set up a private practice where media wasn't allowed and he has to sign a waiver, it, you know, we're not stupid. We, yeah. know, we, we know what that is. Like, yeah. and Colin Kaepernick is smart for saying, "Hey, like, I'm not going to let you fuck me in private." If you're <laughs> right, we're going to make this a public fucking if if that's what you want to do, or we're going to make this so public that you can't fuck me. Yeah, and, which is what I think he did. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, like I said, uh, leave a uh, leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Um, you know, uh, and and like I said, uh, talk to us about this. Uh, what do you fucking think about uh, this whole Kaepernick situation? uh do you love it do you hate it do you uh you know um do you even watch nfl anymore is it even like a thing no, so I still watch uh, it. Yeah. no no i'm not well, and i wasn't talking yeah, about yeah, you for, for the people out there. for the people yeah uh, so. i had a conversation with a friend of mine about this he like so he stopped watching football altogether he was like you know i'm, I'm just done with it i can't he yeah. completely distanced himself he's like i haven't watched a football game in two yeah, years it depends on how far we go in the playoffs for the packers uh, yeah. i might stop watching football <laughs> if, we, if but, we get out and I, mean, I respect the people who chose not to watch it like i completely yeah. understand um you know for me, I just, I love football, right? And it's hard to yeah, divorce uh, yourself from something I, I've you love. I've had so many conversations with people about this of like, dude, like it's just different, right? If you're kind of passive about it, if you don't really give a, if you never really gave a shit about football, 
then yeah, it's easy for you to be like, yeah. it's like saying you're giving something up, uh, you know, for like Lent, but you never actually like did the thing. Like yeah. it's like, I, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, ch- chocolate covered truffles, right. <laughs> giving them up. And it's like, but I mean, did you eat that? Anyways? Not on a daily basis. Nah, no, not really. so <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So, you know, to anyone who stops watching football, you know, in support of Colin Kaepernick, you know, shout out to you, um, you know, for, for, sticking by your guns yeah. for the people who are like myself who are very much in support of Colin Kaepernick, but I still watch football. So I love football. Yeah. Um, you know, neither is, is the lesser. Uh, I hope from this, I, I think a lot of, uh, there are several teams who are in like real talks. Um, and, and there's some talk that he might be with a NFL team within the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see him at least get a shot, right? Just opportunity, I think, is all he's asking for. He's not asking for a starting job, just opportunity. So yeah. um, hopefully that that comes from this. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, let's talk about uh, Netflix and uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say 90210. That's not it, right? Yeah. That's not, uh, that's Beverly, not Hills it. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so Netflix you, is just throwing money yeah, at uh, Eddie Murphy. As is customary, that's usually what uh, what Netflix does. Uh, so they, they have a planned uh, Netflix, uh, 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 a sequel to Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, and of course, they were the first original three, I think, Beverly Hills, uh, Hill, Hill, Hills Cop. Never really watched any of them. To what? Felt. Yeah, I never really, never really cared for uh, Beverly Hills Cop. It just always kind of. You can watch out. Beverly Hills Cop today, and it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's I, just, the, the first one was great. The yeah. second one, you know, it was good. <laughs> but the first one, yeah, was, was good. Fair enough. Uh, so we have Netflix and Paramount um, has made a one-time license deal with an option for a sequel that will uh, enable Netflix to make the fourth installment of the film with Eddie Murphy and producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, and this is coming off the heels of uh, Don't, Don't Wind Is My Name, which mm-hmm. uh, did you did you end up watching it? Not yet. Okay. Uh, it's on my list. Fantastic fucking movie. Uh, I thought it was a great turn for Eddie Murphy. It clearly shows he still got something uh, left in the tank uh, and a lot more left in the tank uh, from the film film um really thoroughly enjoyed it even though i went into it not really knowing what i would get from it yeah it could be it could have been super campy and just kind of stupid or it could have been great and i think it was it was the latter not the uh, not the former um but uh this is the third deal between paramount and netflix after the uh, the the streamer acquired cloverfield god particle which uh which which she launched during you know everybody watched the fucking that debacle of a movie uh as well as uh acquired the offshore rights uh of the alex garland directed annihilation film with natalie portman um uh so yeah, it's it's Paramount and Netflix teaming up, and Netflix is basically just trying to find all the uh, all, all the the friendly faces in the room that it can find. You know, it's like when you go to a party and you look around, like who do I know? Who do I? <laughs> I know that brother. You know, I know um, her. Yeah, let uh, me uh, find uh, my way into this conversation. Don't, I don't know these fucking weirdos. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to talk to them, but you're kind of like, I, this is what I got to yeah. do for right now. Hey, you know? hey, what are you up to? <laughs> Where are you working now? How are the kids? Yeah, <laughs> you don't really. Are you care. still doing that that thing? You know, at that place when you don't really know, <laughs> just asking random Are you still questions. There at that place, um, yeah. So, so yeah, Netflix. Um, it's trying to do all it can to uh, to just bring in the talent. Now, funny man, uh, you know they pay the people who 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 work for them. You know, uh, and uh, although that was kind of a stupid thing to say, but like, like what I mean is, is like the, if you like, so for br- instance, they so what they've done, in my opinion, is they've had strategic 
partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. They've brought in talent that both, you know, Netflix is making very publicly the, Hey, we value you. We're going to pay the fuck out of you. And we know there's going to be like a return on this investment. You look at the Dave Chappelle standup specials, right? Mm -hmm. Huge return on the investment there. Um, You look at the bright movie with Will Smith. You look at, um, you know, they just had the $70 million deal with uh, Eddie Murphy for uh, what was it? Is it three or four? I think it's standup specials. I think it's three. Uh, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, three stand-up specials, um, sure. Dolomite movie, and now this uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, you know what? I think it was like three or four movies. I don't know if it was. Uh, I know the stand-up specials are a thing, but I don't know if it's three or four. But I don't know. I, I thought it was I, three I, or four stand-up yeah. specials. Yeah, you got. Me. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so Netflix the, again, and this is why they they have a lane, and and no one is really going to step into it um, and compromise it. There's going to be competition, of course, but Netflix does things very strategically, and yeah. and you know everything that I can't think of a bad deal Netflix has done recently. Uh, well, I think they've the got the whole thing with Monique and she's uh, suing Netflix now. Yeah. I think, um, I think the, the verdict is still out on how all that stuff is going to turn out for them in terms of all these massive deals. Cause they really, owe a lot of people, a lot of money. Yeah. Like they got Shonda Rhimes. Uh, and there's a few other people that I remember they signed, you know, to these massive deals in terms of like creators, which is a great things, but also ooh, that's a lot of money to dole out. If you money. haven't actually, you know, seen any sort of like return on all these things are like years away from like production. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, so it's, it, it's, and, but here's the thing, right. in, in chess, there's because I've been super into fucking chess these you know these last few months. Um, and one of the things that is sort of a concept to understand is sometimes, sometimes you give one of your pawns up or give a piece up, right? But that's to prevent your opponent from making a certain play, right? So they think, oh, we're getting this piece and it's great and whatever, but really you're giving it up because you're trying to position them into like the exact position that you can get them into check or checkmate or whatever the case is. I think what Netflix is doing is something similar where you're taking pieces off the board. So then like, so in, in, in chess, like there's this concept where you, you give up your pawn um, because you're trying to get them out of the way so you can use your actual main pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Netflix is sort of doing a form of that where they're taking these pieces off the board um, so that, they don't go anywhere else, right? So, like, Ashana Rhymes can't go to fucking Disney Plus and start creating content for, uh, for them. Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, she she did uh, when they see us. Um, uh, Ava, Ava DuVernay. DuVernay. She can't she can't go you know somewhere else because you've already got her. Uh, the they just signed a deal with the uh, uh, the um, Game of Thrones guys. Uh, what are the Benzo uh, B and B? Is that yeah, 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 whatever, w- whatever, WB, yeah whatever, uh, whatever whatever WB Weiss or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, uh, but uh, they just signed a deal with them, like the so Benioff else, brothers. Benioff, right? or, I, I don't know if they're yeah. even brothers. I think they're just, yeah, they're just yeah. two dudes. Do you know <laughs> their other brothers? The guy who um, Mark Benioff is uh, like the CEO of Salesforce, like one of the biggest companies in the world. I mean, they look like they're rich fuckers. So yeah, fuck <laughs> that family is rich. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, they don't look like they're hurting. Um, but uh, but y- y- you're you're taking these pieces off the board not because you believe that they're going to create some content. I mean, of course, you you always have that that hope that okay, they're going to do something that's going to be amazing. Yeah, these guys create Game of Thrones, and you know they've got all these uh, this, these things uh, behind them. Um, but you're also like, I just 
just don't want anybody else to have them. Yeah. You know? So here's the thing with like the comedians, right? Like that they've uh, partnered with or signed recently. You look at like the um, Dave Chappelle's, the Eddie Murphy's, the Ziz Ansari's, the um, uh, Ali Wong's, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a comedian and I'm going to do an exclusive deal or a partnership or whatever with any mm-hmm. streaming service, of course it's going to be Netflix. That's where comedy lives right now, right? That's where people go for comedy. So it's one thing where Netflix is, um, I mean, they're giving out a lot of money and they're, you know, you, you can say they're taking pawns or pieces off the chessboard. Um, but I think these, uh, these, these comedians, right, are also at that table willingly. Like it, it's a mutually beneficial conversation. Like Netflix is like, hey, this is great for us and this is good for you because you're putting your comedy in a place where comedy is is welcome to people come here for that comedy. Yeah. So uh I mean it's just it's just strategic and mutually beneficial all the way around. Yeah. Could you imagine if um Eddie Murphy did a you know partnership deal with HBO Go, <laughs> yeah. HBO Now. Well, it's like uh, I mean, it would it wouldn't be a bad look, you know. In terms I mean, of- yeah, HBO uh, at a point in time was a, a place for comedy, right? Like the raunchier stand-up specials, you know, Richard mm-hmm. Pryor and Eddie Murphy back in the day. But it would be like, uh, would I would I get HBO and Go or Now to see that? No, I've already got Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I guess you, you would go to wherever the content is, right? So it didn't, it wouldn't really matter to me if Eddie Murphy was going to HBO or wherever, wherever he's going. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go watch that shit. You, you know? think so? Would you yeah. like if you didn't have? You're H- telling me if uh, if Eddie Murphy tomorrow came out with a special on HBO, you tell me you wouldn't either uh, subscribe to HBO now or try to steal somebody else's <laughs> login shit. I would only use someone else's login. <laughs> I wouldn't go get the service, and like you, that's 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 the thing, right? Yeah, HBO uh, Netflix is like. We, you have the service. Most people do have Netflix and then we're going to continue to give you what you came to our service for by bringing you like the stars and the content. Yeah. Um, so again, you're yeah, taking pawns or pieces off of the chessboard. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Great, great deal. Uh, yeah. Beverly uh, Hills Cop. Yo, you got to fucking see that movie, man. No, I've seen it. I just, I don't, I don't care for it. Uh, is this you don't like SpongeBob. You don't like yeah. Scooby-Doo. You don't oh, like yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. That's you don't true. like yeah. porn. Things I don't like. Well, okay. I mean, uh, let's not go to not kind of, <laughs> kind of, man. Are you very un-American? Um, okay, uh, let, let's skip forward a little bit here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time again. Bam, 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 bam. Press play for you. Uh, we're just going to jump into the shit here. Uh, you know, I had some other stories on here, but uh, I am running short on time, so we're just going to get right to the fucking goods. Uh, we are going to do our press play on the first episode of the new Disney Plus uh, 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 series, The Mandalorian, um, which uh, very interesting to say the very least. Um, so uh, let's do a quick synopsis of the uh, uh uh, Mandalorian of uh, the the uh, the travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, uh, far from the authority of the New uh, Republic. Uh, and this is, of course, created by John uh, Favreau. And um, yeah, what do you? What so do you- I'm, I'm going to give you this um like other little secondary synopsis here, which mm-hmm. is going to paint a, a bit more of a picture too. So after the stories of 
uh, Django and uh, Boba Fett, who I think a lot of people think the Mandalorian is Boba Fett, but um, he is a different uh, bounty hunter altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So that is, um, it's set between two spaces in time in the Star Wars universe. So again, yeah. after the fall of the Empire, but before the first order you know what and, and and before we get too far into it uh spoiler alert uh because we're clearly going to talk about some spoilers here um but continue i, I i'm going to say that in connection with something else I'm okay say, but. um so we follow the, the the trails of again the lone uh gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far away from the authority of the new republic so again i, I just thought it was important to make that distinction that this is a space and time in between which the empire has fallen but the first order is not yet risen and first order is where we are in like the 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 film space right so like uh, the skywalker movie that's about to come out that focuses you know a lot on you know the first order right mm-hmm. so that's this is before that mm. um yeah uh speaking strictly just about the actual plot um i, I love the setup for it in terms of like the, the the setting for the scene i didn't love the first episode now the reason why i didn't love the first episode was because they made no effort really to explain anything except for these like little short little burst of like hey this is a time between you know the uh um the empire and the first order and that's pretty much it like you don't really get a flavor for really anything else now obviously it's a series so we're gonna get multiple episodes and explaining certain things and yada yada um but there was just it was light on like content it was you know great action sequences um uh it looked dope but it was short to me it was a little light in terms of understanding where we're at why we care about this character who who this character is like obviously we you know uh, uh, bounty hunter but i don't know i i didn't really feel any like true connection to uh to our to our main um protagonist here or so i like the first episode in uh and we talked about this before we started recording in that there is a bit of like confusion there still right like they're not um what I feel like the director for this first episode was trying to do is I don't want, I don't want you to fall in love with this character just yet. I don't mm. want you to fall in love with uh, uh, the story just yet. I want you to have questions, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to, you know, it's kind of like when you first meet somebody, right? You're, you're curious. Uh, okay. This person's got some charm. This person's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Know a little bit about this person. There's more to discover as as I continue to watch. Um, the first episode, the action sequences, the um, you know the way vi- the visual effects, right? Um, everything was there. Like th- this is absolutely Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's still some mystery there, which I think for a series is, is what makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, I I just would have. I would have wanted to be more, a little more revealing of like, not necessarily to, like to make us fall in love with the character, but mm-hmm. to just give us more of an understanding about the character. You know, like there's a lot of mystery there in terms of like, oh my, this guy's really mysterious, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and P- Pedro Pascal, who, who plays the Mandalorian, um, excellent job. I thought excellent portrayal, Phenomenal, even with the yeah. fucking mask on, you know, uh, just very, very good portrayal. But again, story wise, I would have just wanted a, a little more. Um, but uh, but while we're even on that subject, let's talk about our characters and the um, the casting by credit on this. Uh, the series is Sarah Finn. 
Um, uh, so why is she only credited for one episode? That's really weird. Or maybe I guess because there's only one episode out right now. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so what characters did we like? Characters didn't we like? Did we like the portrayals? Yada, yada. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. The only character that uh, <laughs> I, I'm familiar with enough to give uh, a like or a dislike so far as Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. as the Mandalorian. And even though, um, uh, you know, and, and I knew he was playing the character before I started watching the show. Uh, but the great thing about it is even with the helmet on, right, you're still able to uh, develop uh, uh, interest yeah. in this character. Um he's able to his acting ability he's able to like show personality behind like the mask and you're really interested like who's behind the mask who's behind the mask who's behind the mask um and even though you don't really see his face you still develop a liking for the character yeah Uh, so i think i think he's and he's i I just like him as an actor yeah Um, a lot of the things that i've seen him in um as of late I, i really like him in he i think he was in the um uh well, I mean, we know him from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Oberyn Martell. Did you see his stick work? That's what I reckon. I was like, oh shit, that's uh, that's my dude Oberyn. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, he's killing it with the stick work. Yeah. Um, he was also in uh, Triple Frontier, a movie that we yeah. mentioned earlier. He was mm-hmm. in If Beale Street Can Talk, The Equalizer Two. I also think he was in. Um, wasn't he in uh, No Country for Old Men? No, that was uh, Javier Bardem. No, no. Um, I thought he was the other bounty hunter in that movie. The other bounty hunter. Um, no, I remember there's Woody Harrelson's character. Uh, I could be wrong. I could very well be wrong. I mean, you could be right. I have no. I, yeah. I can't remember. Um, uh, but he's been a lot in a lot of projects that I really like him in. Um, great actor. And again, I think what he does well here is he's able to um, show like the charm and, and kind of like the personality of the Mandalorian mm. despite the helmet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think you know. I, I really thoroughly uh, enjoyed his uh, his portrayal. I don't think you really get too much of. Uh, um, of anybody else uh, in, in in the series, uh, although yeah. uh, let me let me see if I can find who I'm looking for here. Uh, you do get uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking Creed. Uh, Carl Weathers. Um, I don't I don't know if I necessarily cared for Carl, Carl Weathers in this uh, in the series. Uh, just something about how you know I don't know. It just seemed like he was like it was like a reach. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the man needs work. I <laughs> <laughs> gave him a job. I'm not mad. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not mad at him being employed. But I'm saying yeah, he didn't disappoint. Yeah. But he wasn't like yeah, nothing really. Like, oh my god, nothing yeah. really jumped off the map to exactly. me. There. Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh. And so also like I, I didn't. Um. Yeah, I don't think we got really too much. Really, the only other th- person, or not even a person, but the only other thing that we sort of got a really sort of good look at was this uh, this droid that was uh, that was um, with uh, uh, with the uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, in uh, in the first episode, uh, I thought it was I thought the droid was great. You the know? droid was dope uh, as yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was yeah. dope. Uh, it was a really great idea. Really sleek. Uh, I thought I thought it was interesting interactions between them. You know, um, and you know. Yeah. Uh, so character wise, I don't think we really get too much of really literally anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, yeah. Um, okay. Let, let, let's move on to the cinematography. What do we think about how this film, how this film, how this series uh, looked? I mean, again, it, it's, it's 
there's no departure here from our expectations of uh, Star Wars, right? Yeah. Visually, like in terms of like the characters, um, the 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 costume design, uh, the makeup, how the movie is shot with like kind of like that reddish, or depending on what planet they're on, right? Mm-hmm. Like the gradient, the colors that they're using. Um, I think it's it's done tastefully. It's it's all it's it's. Well, what is the what is the phrase here? It's uh, it's on character, right? It's mm. our, what our expectations are for a Star Wars film. So I, yeah, I, I think tasteful, but um, tasteful and serviceable is, is the way I'd put it. There's I've not seen, and again, this is only the first episode. I've not seen them push the boundaries in any way in terms of like how this is filmed or what the cinematography, camera angles, um, lighting. I haven't seen any like boundary pushing. But again, it's first episode. We yep. don't know what's to come. Yeah, and I believe uh, Barry uh, Adonine or something like that uh, is uh, was the uh, the cinematographer uh, c- cinematographer for the first episode. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it. I thought it looked really clean. I think there's some of the CG uh, CGI didn't necessarily, you know, I, I think it was very noticeable, like uh, with some of like the ships and things like that, which is interesting, right? Like Disney's clearly putting mad money into this shit. Yeah. Um. Uh. And it's it's a series, so it's like some of it you're like, yeah, like this shit looks so clean, especially for like a TV series. Yeah, and, and we know um, the budgets are not as big as um as like a as a film. Not movie, not for the right? film, but it's yeah. definitely bigger than I think a lot of other yeah. shows out there. You know, like uh you know Angel definitely wasn't getting this budget. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, but some of that left me for wanting a little bit. Um, I don't think they really yeah they didn't really try anything too too crazy as far as stylistically. Um, I thought it was all pretty sort of run of the mill. Um. So yeah, I, I can't, you know, I, I do like the colors that they use. I, I think they use a lot of different colors um, in it. Uh, very Star Wars-esque colors, you know, yeah. um, especially just like you said, uh, depending on what planet they're on, those type of things. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought some of the the CGI of like the ships and things like that, some of that was like, hmm, like that looks, that looks not yeah. the best. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Especially when they strip down his ship, right? And you're and you're seeing this sh- um his his ship from a distance. It looks very uh it looks very much CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's very noticeable. And I yeah. think that that's always sort of the uh sort of the thing. Um okay. Uh let's last jump into music or uh you know, any sort of uh anything we want from the from the um uh from the soundtrack or or the um yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, so you know, yeah. again, I think this is where um, when I'm watching a Star Wars movie, it's not necessarily music that I'm looking for. It's more. Oh, come like, on, man! It, of course, it is the music. Well, I mean, you get dance. they have they have the big grand orchestra, right? Yeah, yeah. The the trumpets and the horns and um, like those things. When you're watching a Star Wars movie, you're so used to them that like it's hard to notice them. Hmm. Um, and when I say that this show so far is not a far departure from what my expectations are of a star wars movie is like you get the grand orchestra the horns and the drums right yeah um but it's never it never like eclipses the uh the the things that are more important to a star wars movie yeah the the setting the characters and the costumes yeah um so is there any particular thing that stood out not particularly i, I did think sound in this in, in the first episode was 
fantastic, mm. particularly the shootout scene with the droid, like really being able to hear like the sounds of those laser guns shooting and ricocheting pew, pew, and pew. bouncing. Yeah, like that stuff really does uh, shine through more so than like the music that's playing in the background. Yeah. Um, but as far as the score goes, I'd be lying to you if I said like, oh, I love this particular thing. I, th- I thought the score was fantastic, especially like the main sort of theme, uh, which I believe was in the trailer, unless I'm mistaken. Um, I thought it, it it sets the mood of this kind of like off kilter Star Wars story, right? It's not just like the run of the mill. Okay, this is just going to follow sort of the 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 beats of uh you know any of the movies that you've watched. This is going to be something more darker, more mysterious, uh you know. And I think they set the tempo from that first scene when he enters the uh, uh the, the cantina uh, yeah. or whatever. Um, you cantina. know, and, yeah. <laughs> isn't that what it's called? Isn't that what they always called it in the games? Cantina. Probably, yeah. 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 I, I know I Star Wars shit a little bit. Is this in Mexico? <laughs> I mean, essentially. Yeah. Well, Pedro Pascal. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess so. There's something there, yeah. An outer space Mexican. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I love that main sort of score. Um, I thought it was uh, is a very unique way to approach it, a very sort of darker way to sort of, uh, approach it, which is a little different than, than I think, again, what you would get with the typical Star Wars affair. Um yeah, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm still looking, you know, to see what else. I, I watched part of the. Uh, I don't know if you, you, you know, I think you told me you, you hadn't had a chance to catch it yet, but I, I watched a bit of the uh, the second episode. Uh, uh, that one was okay, you know. We're turning in the right direction, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't able to pay attention as much as I, I wanted to. So maybe I'll go back and, and, and try to watch it a, a little more fully from the uh, from the start. Yeah, but, the score is something I'm, I'm going to pay more attention to as we uh, as I continue to watch these episodes. Yeah. Um, but in, in again, in terms of visually and and um, uh, from a character standpoint, has mm-hmm. the Mandalorian delivered like on what my expectations are? Yes. Has it over delivered? It's way too soon to even have that conversation. But. Yeah you're you're getting uh you're getting star wars here this is not a takedown from the films this is most definitely still the star wars that you that you would expect yeah no absolutely all right uh so ladies and gentlemen that was our press play on the mandalorian uh now, press play whoa that was uh that was loud it's coming out of nowhere unexpected yeah yeah um i'm sorry uh, that's all right yeah it's sunday it's fine it's yeah, football yeah. on right now yeah, yeah. i'm excited i'm sure yeah it sounds like you're excited uh but uh but yeah um that was our press play on on uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, uh, talk to us about it. How did you feel about the Mandalorian? How do you feel about Disney Plus overall? Like what the like? What do you think about the interface? What do you think? Of, like something like ten billion, uh, 10, ten billion, ten million. They wish right, ten billion people will fucking yeah, subscribe. Ten, ten million subscribers <laughs> within 10 million the first twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, there's only one thing I don't like so far about the interface. I think yeah. what Netflix does, which I really love, is um, um, allowing you to skip the the intro. Ah, yeah, but there, yeah. there really wasn't an intro for the Mandalorian. It's just like the title card, and then it's it. Uh, well, I mean, episode one, they usually they just get straight to it. Episode two is where they normally roll in the uh, like the. Um... Oh yeah, so I watched episode. It's just the title card. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Uh, okay. But I. But you're right in that, and I don't know if they're just not going to have intros yeah. or same thing what? for Apple TV too. It's like yeah. um like you know one of the shows that I watched, which we definitely have to talk about, the morning is show, the morning show with Jennifer Anderson and yeah. Steve Carell and uh, um, Reese Witherspoon. You know, 
you got to just fast forward through the, through the <laughs> long as fuck God, no. um, intro. So no, I, I, hope I already they, don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they incorporate a, um, a, uh, a, a skip intro. Yikes. Oh, that sounds awful. Uh, all right. Uh, so yes, just talk to us. Let us know how you feel about uh, all that shiznit. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the fake podcast. Uh, we will see you uh, next uh, Sunday, I believe uh, to chop it up about some more crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's go watch some football. Dude, let's fucking do it, man. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Ready to go eat some shit. Uh, not some shit, but just eat something. Gentlemen. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> they don't. That wasn't usually how I do it. No, no let me redo it. Play it out. Oh, God. I fucked up.